Welcome to another edition of It's All Relative. I'm Josh. And I'm Timothy. What's good? And we are bringing you episode 23. 23. 23, yeah. Michael Jordan. Mm. It's been a little while <laughs> since we've been on, so tell everyone, bro, how have you been? Man, brother, I've been good, man. I've been good. I know we've been on a break for a little bit, but uh, got through a lot of stuff. Like a lot of the eBay stuff, got the, got all of that shit out of the way. Um, resetting my store. I think I mentioned this like maybe two months ago, three months ago, that I'm going to reset my store, turn it into more of a video game store. So I'm right there at the finish line for that. Nice. And I got started working on YouTube too, man. I'm starting to post some YouTube videos, ultra retro gaming related. Nice. And it's it's going pretty well, reaching about 400 subscribers soon. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty lit. Nice. It's fun. All right. What about you, bro? Wait, how many subscribers? 400. I'm, well, I'm nice. at three, what is that, 383? So I'm, we're marching to 400. Yeah, yeah we're close. getting there. That's good. Yes, sir. Anything on the rise is good. You yes, know sir. What I'm there it is. But I've been good. Uh, you know, family and I took a little quick vacay and mm-hmm. whatnot. So that was nice to be able to relax. And nice. Where'd you go? Head. Uh, we jumped all around uh, up in the Adirondacks. Oh, beautiful so, we love it yeah it's a favorite spot of ours and you know we travel to a bunch of different spots uh-huh. Had, uh-huh. had a good time about a week and a half a week and a half damn you disappeared <laughs> yeah i did <laughs> <laughs> so, nothing wrong with that brother yeah uh before we get into it sure. i want to touch real quick on a quick uh you know news story whatnot something that's buzzing around the world uh I feel like most, uh, you know, this this is going to relate to to a certain type of fan. Right. But, you know, many people have heard about it. Yes, we have. And uh, I want to mention that last night CM Punk made his return to professional wrestling. Welcome back. Yeah, after being <laughs> gone for seven years. Seven years. Seven, seven years. Gone, and now he's back. And he joined AEW. God bless him. Hell yeah. Because <laughs> the other company sucks. That's why he left. He left. Yeah. Shout out to Vince McMahon sucking. Get him out <laughs> but, of here. Get him out of here. But not only did he make his return, he called out Darby Allen for a match at the All Out pay-per-view on September 5th. Oh, really? Which is dope. Okay. Darby Allen's got a huge buzz. He's been, he's one of the guys who I've mentioned before who I've uh, been lucky enough to see live. Mm-hmm. A few times, actually, one of the best live matches I've ever seen Shout outs. was uh, him against uh, Pentagon Junior. There you go. Yeah, that shit. I think was you mentioned dope. that way back. I when. did. Yeah, that yeah, shit yeah. was dope. But like Darby's been doing his thing in AEW, and he's actually linked up with Sting. So him and Sting have been doing some crazy stuff together. Wow, Sting, Sting yeah. still flipping around. Yeah, bro. Oh, shit. I thought he, I thought he quit like twenty years ago. Nah, bro. <laughs> but. uh for CM Punk to come back, he came back in his hometown, Chicago, which right. was dope. So the pop last night was insane. Damn, like, that's crazy. So He's got to get built, man. I seen him down on the floor. I was like, damn, this man got skinny as hell. What's going on? Yeah, well, he's got till September 5th. Okay. To, yeah. to get his body <laughs> better, in shape. You better get on it. Yeah. <laughs> But that's going to be an awesome return match. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Him against Darby Allen. Now, I got a real question for you. Um, do you think that CM Punk's return is actually going to be 
like a legit return. Like I don't want it to be like The Rock where he shows up for like ten minutes and he's out for yeah. the next movie or something. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. I think it's legit. He's here to stay. He's here to stay. Yo, it's gonna God be. Bless. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah. He's really, uh, like I said, seven years mm-hmm. since he uh, since he has, has done anything. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm happy. I know a lot of like like I said the wrestling world and whatnot. That shit is buzzing everywhere. Right. Bro. I, I have not so. seen this much buzz since. Like the Rock versus Stone Cold years, you know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. those are some oh, good yeah. times. Though. That's like I, that's when I was watching. Yeah, that's when you was watching. Yeah, See, that, yeah, was, there you that go. was the best ever. <laughs> I loved it. So, all right. So the topic we are going to dive into today is one that continues to grow mm-hmm. on a daily basis, as well as being used uh, universally worldwide. Uh, our guest today is someone who has agreed to come on to share his knowledge. Uh, his personal usage, opinions, and possible advice in this ever-growing cryptocurrency game. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, Carl Vittore. Hi. Welcome, brother. How's it going? It's going well. Yeah, thank How are you? Thanks for having me on here. Yeah, you're welcome, brother. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. Yeah, thanks for taking the time to come on, bro. We appreciate it. You got it. So, Tim knows and has personal experience involving this as well. So I'm sure that no matter the question, uh, between the two, yeah, between the two of you, we'll definitely get some answers. Cool. So let's get right into it. Carl, what is Bitcoin? Wow. What is Bitcoin? Okay, that's give give me an easy or or give me a soft definition if you can. Yeah, basically. Also, you can move the mic with you too. Oh, so. oh thanks, dude. <laughs> yeah, 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 so you can hear. Yeah, it's um, it's a ledger. It's a piece of software. That's essentially what it is. It's software and a ledger on a, and it works with blockchain technology. Do you know what blockchain is? No, I don't. All right. So basically, it's a way to store data, and it's um, a group of data that's put together and in a format that's called block. And it's a chain of those together. That's mm-hmm. what blockchain technology is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's with Bitcoin, it's pretty interesting because the main one of the main things that's so great about it is how uh, decentralized it is. Um, so there, I think I'm actually this is not like an order of how I should talk about this. To be honest with you, no, it's all right. <laughs> you good. No, <laughs> because you good. it is like such a complex thing, um, and it's, there's so much to like. Right. So, yeah. well, according to Wikipedia, we'll, we'll say, yeah, yeah. hit the Wikipedia. Yeah, you good? It's Bitcoin is currency that was created in 2009 mm-hmm. by an unknown person mm-hmm. using yes. the alias Satoshi Nakamoto. Mr. Nakamoto. We we still don't know who he is. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, and yeah, what it is, I guess, is it's basically transactions are made with no middlemen. Right. Which basically cuts the banks out. Banks, right. banks yeah. being the middlemen. Yeah. Correct. I mean, definitely. As far as like, that's what the utility of it is, is that we can cut out the banks uh, because it's a peer-to-peer permissionless system. So you and I could just do a transaction and we don't need a third party to to take a piece and and, uh, regulate it for us, essentially. Right. Which makes sense. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's powerful because of decentralization. Like I was saying before, basically what it is, there's a bunch of nodes that are uh, throughout the the world, really, right. and there's no one country, there's no one person. Like we don't know who Satoshi Nakamoto is, mm-hmm. and that means that there's no leader or place where you can go where you can stop Bitcoin. There's individual nodes, right. um, and you know, and they all work together as a part of a system to verify 
transaction. So basically what it is, it's a ledger, a ledger of truth, yep. essentially. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. verified by parties who don't, you know, whose only responsibility is to uh, uh, verify the, the, the truth of the ledger itself. Right. And it's kind of crazy, like when, because um, I got into it, like I at least got into the idea of it years and years ago. And when I heard about it, I was like, so that basically means that the 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 fate and the hope of the the peer to peer trade mm-hmm. just rests on that ledger, like yeah. you know, like they could be lying. Who knows? You know, no one freaking knows. But it's also kind of beautiful in a way because it shows that not only is cryptocurrency here to stay, but it it shows that it, it's actually holding up just as well as having a bank. So like what we were saying, there's no the ledger replaced the bank. So there's yeah. no bank saying, okay, you have this much money, we're going to pass it over here. You know what I mean? It's more like, a, oh, I'm just going to pass it to this other guy, but we're going to use this ledger that shows that the transaction came to such and such place and then it left such and such place to that next person. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. It is. I mean, it's crazy because all the like the blocks themselves and then just the energy that it takes uh, to mine it mm-hmm. and then, you know, getting the rewards, that system you know, is, is just crazy to me right? because they're, you know, they're, the value is going up and then there's this thing called, um, the difficulty adjustment. Right. So, which is so like that whole thing is so weird. It basically, it's like, uh, when there's more people on the network, it gets harder and you mm-hmm. need more equipment to, uh, to get the Bitcoin to, to solve the puzzle, right. the puzzle, right? Because that's what it is. It's basically everybody's competing to solve this puzzle to be able to verify the block that they're producing. That they're mining. Right. right, 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 exactly. And then that becomes, uh, you know, the reason why you get Bitcoin. So you, you're verifying this block. Everybody's saying, oh yeah, everything attached to it on the blockchain mm-hmm. is legit. Like nobody mess with it. Because, and that's that's what's so cool about it. Because all the other nodes can, if someone did try to mess with it, right. they would deny it because they all have a history of what happened. Of happened on that node. That's exactly. kind of crazy, man. Yeah, and that's why it's so safe and secure. Right. So the only way that you can um, that you would be able to hack Bitcoin is if, you, and, and ugh, I was thinking about this today, my mind was blowing about this. Hmm. So you'd have to get 51% of the network, right? Okay. But by the time you got 51% of the network, wouldn't it be more worth it just to hold a freaking Bitcoin? Yeah, at that it point? would be. It would so be. like, why it's, would you even attack it? Right. It doesn't make sense. Like, it's just all it is, is pure profit at that point. Or, you know, if you have that much of it, then you have all these other people you could trade with and be in a power position. Okay. So I don't know. Now I got a better, uh, well, not a better, but uh, another separate question on top of it. How long does it take normally to mine one Bitcoin? So yeah, it's, it's, that's a good question and it's crazy. So the difficulty, part of the difficulty adjustment, um, every two weeks it rebalances that. Okay. Um, because if it's too hard and there's not enough miners competing or they don't have the amount of energy it would take to, to, to produce at the level required for that difficulty level, mm-hmm. it will ratchet it down. Okay. So there's not as much uh, energy required to to get the the Bitcoin. Interesting. So that's why when the miners of China, remember, did you hear about like all the Bitcoin uh, miners of China living right. there? Right, right, right. They got kicked out for like a whole. That's a whole thing. I, I can't. I don't even right. Want to and China, that. China's trying to like, <laughs> China's trying to like back out. I'm like, all right, you guys are gonna be back, man. Don't worry. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think yeah. they, there's people there who still have it, but. I don't know. They just they they want to take control of their own currency, and mm-hmm. they're kind of isolating themselves. I don't think that's a good move for them. To no, be perfectly honest. Yeah, I agree. Hundred percent. Yeah, because everybody else has has gotten into this. The rest of the world, like, how are you not going to to take part of what the world is doing? Because that's right. what it is. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting. Well, I don't want to get too much into politics, but it's like.
with that whole communism mindset where they they want to control or they want to have that controlling stake of what happens with Bitcoin and whatnot. I think there's going to be some of that here too. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. definitely, definitely. You know, we we don't want that. Our government's not going to want to give up control of it. But you know, again, yeah, that's not even under the guise of uh, fairness. I mean, there there's definitely a level there that they can't touch. Right. And that's that they're going to have to give up because. The truth is, we don't even need our smartphone to hold the Bitcoin. You just need a computer to access it somewhere. Right. All you need is the keys, right? So that's that's crazy. That's a lot of power and a lot of sovereignty given back to the individual person when hmm. you can use a system. I never like thought that. of it like that. Yeah, man. That's this is a whole. This, yeah. it's a personal it's sovereignty crazy. thing. This yeah. shit has gotten deep. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's real deep, super real deep, deep, right? So <laughs> yeah, let's let's rewind real quick. My let's, bad. My sorry. Bad. No, you good. You good. Just exp- let's let's explain. Let's hit. Uh, what is this mining? Yeah. Explain what mining is. <laughs> okay, so basically, it's uh, they get a bunch of computers, hard drives, uh, and they are verifying transactions. Okay. Um, and then they create a so it's a competition to solve a puzzle uh, within a time frame. Um, you know, and it has to do with the hashing as well. Like, I'm not 100% on this technical part of it. Mm-hmm. To be honest, like, if I was to say I, I knew a lot about something, it would be like the the uh, investing part and the global macro implications of it, honestly. But that being said, like, it, I kind of understand this a little bit. They're solving this problem, and then whoever gets it for the first crack at it, they kind of have the, ner- the network verify that it's legit, mm-hmm. and they can be added to the blockchain, then it's added to the blockchain. Right. And then it gets distributed, so all the other uh, nodes have this information. Uh, and, and it kind of was like I was saying before, the 51% is the only way you can really hack it. Mm-hmm. And so it has this... Um, Basically, it's a trust factor. Okay. So that, and the fact that there's only going to be 21 million of them all time ever means that it's scarce. Okay. So it's valuable. It's in, it's va- so everybody's going after. Yeah. I mean, thinking about like, what's the most valuable thing that you would have thought, you know, there is out there like 10 years ago? Like, you know, stocks, maybe gold. Gold bullion. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, sure. Something like that. But now there's, and it's so hard for people to protect that and hold it and move it. You know, it could cost money to mm-hmm. store gold. Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. a cost factor that goes along with it. On top of that, you can go, you can mine it. You can mine more. Humans right. are, they, they can find a way to get more. And that's kind of the point. Like it's not finite like Bitcoin is. So, so gold, you can get more of it. So you can inflate, uh, you can inflate the price of it mm-hmm. because now you're just adding more. I mean, I'm, humans, if they start not valuing it as much or the population starts to like wane this or that like and there may be it may even go down more okay if people don't want it it's as interesting. much yeah so but bitcoin doesn't have those characteristics it has something that's more finite and you know you can they're going to go through this mining process where they uh or people earn the bitcoin right uh-huh. and it, there's a halving cycle and this is like what got me into the investing over the pandemic oh wait before you before you get to it let's 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 go back since you were saying that uh it's a very finite so uh for the listeners out there they may want to know how what makes it finite so what makes it that way it's it's part of the protocol it's software like and it's it's designed this way satoshi nakamoto whoever that is you know they designed bitcoin coming out of the the 2008 crisis right as a way to kind of cut the middleman out because look what they did mm-hmm. you know and, and, and like the people deserve protection and a protocol that's going to be consistent um, and add value to their lives 
And, you know, and even, even what the government's doing now with mm -hmm. us, and I'll, I'll kind of like circle back and get there, but mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're inflating the monetary supply. They're printing all this money. It's very true. Especially right you, now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like they're doing the same behavior that they were essentially as in 2008, they're, they're right. not treating, uh, value with respect right essentially right and eventually the bubble will pop or it shouldn't anyway well i don't know it, it's it, yeah i think probably something will happen I, I, and i i couldn't guess what it is i've mm -hmm. heard so many different things because you know but this is what i do know and what i can say i've seen stock prices asset prices are going up mm -hmm. prices of food are going up that's true you know so there there is that element and what does that mean it means the value of our dollars are going down right you know, and now here's this system, this network that's only going to grow in value because there's only there's like 1.2 billion people um, who right now have access to it. They're using like crypto, right, right, right. and they're it's only going to go up from there. Oh, actually, no, Bitcoin actually has. A, I think I read today it was like 74 million uh, users on Bitcoin on some yeah. some aspect of it. Of, of, uh, they were on Bitcoin. I looked at Damn. a website Damn, today. It's crazy. 74 yeah. million. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and then their prediction that I've heard from like uh, Raul Powell and Real Vision like is and he's like a big time uh Goldman Sachs uh investor that mm -hmm. basically does his own thing now. He has this website. It's awesome. I recommend it. Uh, but um just for finance stuff. But, okay. Um yeah, he was saying how like it's going to it's projected to be at uh, three billion by 2015. Jesus. Oh no, 2025 rather. Three billion. Or it's, the valuation? It's, it's like a, no, that it's a 10x of the amount of the adoption. So it's like Metcalf's law. There's this thing called Metcalf's law. Like the value of the network itself is squared um, by the number of users that it has. So it's the number of users squared is the value it's of the value. network. Jesus. So as the amount of adoption goes, then the, the price expands that way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So and, and because Bitcoin, people with smartphones, and we're getting like the country of El Salvador adopted it. We got. Right. Um, uh, you know, it, big uh, investors have been talking about it on you know in, in regular media. Uh, there's uh, MicroStrategy, which is ridiculous. It has a hundred and five thousand of them. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a publicly listed company. <laughs> they Jesus. bought like Michael Saylor's crazy. He's one of the people who really influenced me and, and my decision to buy okay. Bitcoin. Back, you know, he's great. Um, I don't know. Like this is kind of bunny trailing, but like, yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I, it's there's a lot of adoption happening. That's the point. So it's got an upward trajectory versus what the dollar is has a downward trajectory of my purchasing power and value. Mm -hmm. It's not to say that I wouldn't want to have some cash on hand at some point or mm -hmm. another, but like just because you know you can use it and Bitcoin. That's where it kind of gets a little bit difficult right now. You can't really use it for stuff to buy things. You know, it's more of like big transaction type of a thing. It's more right. of an investment vehicle right, right, at right. this point. Now, could it, that change? There's like Lightning Network. Have you heard of that? Lightning Network? L Lightning Network. Lightning Network, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. It's basically like um, this. It's um, it's something that speeds up the transaction time because it takes like 10 minutes to an hour for a, a transaction to um, register. Okay. In, oh, interesting. In interesting. Yeah. It's it's pretty crazy. So that's like one of the things that they call like, like a layer two solution. There's that's something they build on top of the original protocol in order to give it more functionality. So they, they well, that's, that's a whole nother conversation though, you think? Yeah. Yeah, it really. <laughs> like on on the speed of uh moving Bitcoin from point A to point B. I mean, and that's where I think, you know, we were talking about Doge earlier. Like that's that may have an advantage. Maybe like the two together can be a system that, you know, actually works. Michael Saylor, when he talks about Bitcoin, he says that it's like um the granite rock of Manhattan. The granite rock. It's, oh, like, it's like owning blocks of Manhattan. Right, right, right. And then Ethereum, something like Ethereum is mm -hmm. like uh, the buildings that are on top of the land. And so owning the building is good because 
They you build apps. the foundation. Yeah. It, it, it's like a proto. So basically, it's like owning Microsoft, the the um, the platform, right? Essentially, and then there's the apps that are businesses that are built on top of it that are inside the building. That's okay. what he talks about with that. So it's it's like um, so there's these layers of investment that are that are there that are being built on top of all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And Bitcoin is just the bedrock of that. You know, it, it's the thing that, and it's because it's so decentralized. You know, everything else can be replaced. that's on top of it. Like a building can be replaced. It can be knocked down. You can build another one. Mm -hmm. You know, but the bedrock is what's most important, and that and the decentralization gives it the protection it needs to be that. You know, they, they, when I hear people all the time talking about like it's basically like a printing press fire type of technology, like okay. that, like that's going to be changing for humanity in that way. And I, when I hear that. Oh, like, that's, so, that's a big change. So, <laughs> exactly. so what like, is wow. <laughs> what is the purpose of Bitcoin to eliminate money or paper money? Oh, that's a good question. That is a good question. What is the purpose? Uh, what? Yeah. What is, yeah, you know, what is, what is the purpose of Bitcoin? I mean, it, it's, so it seems like it's a way to send money over the internet pretty much. Yeah. It, it, well, it's, a, it, you know, one of the, the schools of thought that I, I personally believe is just that it's a store of value at this point, okay. you know, and that's, it so it's an asset class. It's an asset class. Exactly. It's its own thing. Cryptocurrency, but specifically Bitcoin, even when the senators were just recently, they were talking about it in the, um, you know, making an amendment for this infrastructure bill that they were going to do it. Mm -hmm. They, they were um, considering kind of exempting it from some of, you know, because it's its own, it's considered uh, like, you know, uh, property, digital property. property. Right, right, right. It's its own class and they weren't going to uh, have as much regulation towards it. I think that that's exactly the reason why they cut it off if that's it. So, I mean, they can't control it. And, they, and that's kind of like, I don't want to say bending the knee, but leaning in, I would okay. say. But just to just to bring it back, um, so Bitcoin essentially is just an asset to hold. It's not necessarily something that can be spent okay. at any point in time. So this is like when it was kind of getting into like, will it be money kind of thing. Okay. All right. Yeah. So this, this is pretty interesting to me. So yeah, I'm going to, you know, I have some Bitcoin. I'm going to hold it. There's going to be companies. They got Bitcoin. They're going to hold it. Mm -hmm. Get a hundred million of Bitcoin, there's a lot that we can do with it now. Okay. You know, they, you can borrow against it. So now you get, and this is just mind blowing to even think of borrowing it. against it. Interesting. So you're, you're, this is what rich people do apparently. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I just recently was found out about this and I, and I'm trying to wrap my head around it see how I could work it in. If I can, I don't know. We'll sure. see. But, um, <laughs> like, make it part of the profile. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, you know, just thinking about it, but just rolling around in there is that, they, if you have an asset that's going up 120% a year right. and now you can get a loan for 6% or mm -hmm. if you own a house and you can take out a mortgage on it and you can do that for 2%. Well, that's interesting. And now you have that lump sum of cash that you just put in there. And especially if you have a longer duration of time on the loan, mm -hmm. if you get a 30 year, 30 that's, year. Mm -hmm. that's like set, that's fixed at 2% when the, the currency is being devalued. And then now you got um, the, the asset going up in price. It's a no brainer to yeah. do that. You know, for, I mean, for me, it's just kind of like, uh, you know, I don't know if I have anything to work that with, but, but for some people that right. would be, mm. that'd be super useful. Would you, would you, if you had like a 30 day loan or a 30 day, a 30 year, mm. uh, loan and you pulled some money off of it, would you, you personally, would you reinvest that into crypto or into stocks? Um, you know, it's hard to say, it's hard to say, you know, it really kind of depends for, for me, I, I'm trying to do it's an emotional thing, I think, somewhat, because it's your home. Yeah. And that's why it's hard for me to really put a finger on what 
that would feel like because I don't have that. Right. But I can say now I'm, I'm trying to diversify. And there is that element that if I feel like I'm putting um, a number of bad, you know, eggs in one basket, like, mm -hmm. why well, I even want to mess with that? That's but true. there's that one, but that's playing safe, you know? I mean, if you're getting, it's just mathematically, it totally makes sense. I probably would end up doing it, honestly. Okay. You know, I, I'd like, I, I wonder what I, how I would feel about it, but when it comes down to it, if you're being, you know, cold, calculated, right. you just like jump right into it. 2% yeah. versus that. Like, do you believe this is going up or what? It's true. You know, I mean, like, I, I even remember like after uh, 2008 when that bubble popped and nobody was spending anything, everybody was just holding on to their money. So it was just like, okay, it's, it was such a, it was such a weird, cause that was when I first started getting into understanding money too. Mm. So it was a, like the perfect time because I found out what people do when they don't spend anything. And when the stock market just like completely just tanks. What did you find out? So what I found out is that a lot of people hold on to cash. Mm -hmm. They hold on to cash. They don't hold necessarily hold on to assets or mm -hmm. they get rid of their assets. They get rid of their stocks. Mm -hmm. They, uh, well, this is the birth of crypto, right? Mm -hmm. So they get mm -hmm. rid of all of this stuff and they're wanting to put it somewhere else. So crypto in a way kind of came in at the perfect time. Yeah. Perfect time. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, well, you know, this is like to kind of even piggyback off what you're saying. One of the things I learned from mm -hmm. uh you know, Peter, uh, Peter Lynch was just like stomaching the volatility. There it is. So, you know, it's it, true. It, but, you know, when you see Bitcoin itself and then I, I mean, and even crypto right. following Bitcoin on a cyclical timeline because of the halvings, mm -hmm. it's like, OK, it has some predictability yeah, somewhat. Yeah, yeah, it has some you know, predictability you, to like, it. Like, that makes me feel even more a little bit comfortable. And I know right. if it did go down, things changed, but we're still on an upward trajectory. You know, Metcalf's law, people adopting, like, where is the world going? Everybody is getting smartphones. It's easier to get smartphones. They're becoming mm -hmm. cheaper. Apple's $2 trillion. Like, everything is going towards having a handheld device that has some sort of digital money that moves fast. Right. You know, that, right. And that's the thing that gives me confidence and in, in investing in it. And then it's like you, you read about the technology and how complex it is and just the, the, all the energy being put, put into, into the, it, you know, to keep it safe. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, no, nah, this isn't going anywhere. Right. It's not. It's always here to stay for sure. You know? Yeah. So, but then again, so it's just about that comfort level. Yeah. I'm going to invest in it. You know, and that's like, you know, then you talk about the discrepancy of 2% versus the overall increase in value of 120. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. Yeah. how can you do it? How can you not? You so, know, like. <laughs> uh, one of the one of the things that really and this is more recent than back then one of the things that really made me like open my eyes even more about crypto or about investing in general yeah is that you were saying the uh, electronics and stuff smartphones have made it easy for people to invest you don't need to go to a broker you don't need to you know go to a third person or a middleman or whatever to hand over the money and then tell them, Hey, can you look at this for me? Mm -hmm. Like you like, look at what it is or invest this for me. Like, um, it's actually kind of funny. Uh, one of the audiobooks that I've been listening to for the last month is on Warren Buffett's life. So Warren, you know, Warren Buffett's like the OG of making money and the OG of, uh, in, of investing and all of his methods they just don't even, I mean, a good majority of them, I would say, don't work anymore. They don't apply, mainly because of, um, he he made his money taking it from other people. Like, he, like when he started getting really good, because he said that he wanted to be a millionaire by the time he hits 35, or I think it's 30. And he's, he was really, like, hitting the road. Like, this was back in, like, the 60s and the 50s, you know, like, coming off of the Great Depression. So, grinding to get a million at that that was like yeah. you know, in nearly impossible. You know what I mean? So the way he did it, he got so good at it 
that other people was like, oh, hey, you know, family, friends and stuff here. Here's 10,000. <laughs> Invest it for me. You know, let's make money together. Mm-hmm. And that's what he started doing. He started getting more people to invest with him. And he would just take his, he would take like 20%, 30%, like whatever they make, he takes his percentage and that's how he got rich. Yeah. Now, this whole entire idea is kind of like blown up nowadays because now everyone has the power. If you're smart enough, you can go online. You know what I mean? You can go on Reddit or you can go on Twitter and you can look up, even even if you don't know anything, you can just follow the trend. If you're a good trend follower, you can follow the trend. Oh, oh, everyone's buying this coin now. Let me buy this. Okay, I've made this much. I'm selling it. So the whole dynamic behind investing in crypto and everything has changed. hundred percent. More people have access to information just like That's straight it. up. Like, and, but yeah, you're right. Everything you said is totally true. I right. agree with that. You know, it's, it's crazy. And you know, like the other thing is that humans are seeing now that make crypto more appealing. Right. And, I, and I think, you know, just the information part aside, like this is freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. It's, we know what it is to be an exponential technology. Yeah, we do. Because we had, um, like Amazon, Google, <laughs> Facebook, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, Apple, I don't know if I said that. Yeah, blue chip. <laughs> yep. You know, yeah. like, so, but then, like, Amazon, think about how volatile it was, up and down, up and down. Even, like, the most prominent people at the time didn't know that it was going to be success. Right. But, it, and it was, it's the network effects that drove it. Everybody right. being able to have easy access like this, right? Right. Crypto's the same way. And, and you know, knowing that information and having people and being a part of a community or group that can jump on an opportunity together just gives you strength. Right. Right. It does give you strength. And all those things are, I think are are amazing. You know, I also think it's kind of funny because, uh, part of one of the things about, uh, investing in general is that there shouldn't be like any insiders. There shouldn't be any insider knowledge. So it's kind of funny watching, um, People just jump onto, you know, you know, they call them uh, meme stocks. Yeah. So essentially meme stocks is just people jumping onto a trend. That's kind of like, if you think about it, if you really seriously sit down and think about it, that's kind of like investor, like, or inside uh, investment knowledge that essentially people shouldn't have. I remember, uh, for example, one of the big uh, Reddits is called Wall Street Bets, if you don't know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Wall Street Bets is just basically a lot of people getting together and saying, we're going to invest in this <laughs> or we're going to invest in this. And then they had they actually had the government come in multiple times to try and figure out what's going on, because obviously it's supposed to be illegal and they couldn't find out anything. I remember that. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And it's more so like if if you want to like make money, that's kind of like easy money if you're really smart. Just follow that trend. I, online. I, I totally agree. I, you know, myself, I haven't Same been with a, crypto. Yeah. I well, totally. I, and I, I've tried to over the course of the time I've been doing this, like since, you know, uh, July of last year, mm-hmm. I, I've been trying to just focus on things that I, you know, that I think have what I feel comfortable with is like value for society. Like, okay. So some of the meme stuff for me, I'm like, okay, like I'm happy for people who, who have it like that. Right. But my brain doesn't know how to um, navigate that as well as say something that's, you know, has a utility. Right. So oh, have, that makes a lot more sense. Okay. For, so for me, like, yeah, I, I respect like, it. More, more power to you. And that's why like, I was, I couldn't get over the 130 billion uh, coins of Doge. Right. You know, even now hearing about like having Vitalik and, and Musk, cause like 
you know, that sounds like a deadly combo. It right? is a deadly combo. You know, they like I think they're gonna do something with that. I missed out. Well, you know, I probably could still buy some. No, you can still buy. You can still yeah, buy. I know, but, <laughs> but you know, it's like not investment. No, <laughs> not, not investment yeah. advice. <laughs> sorry. But but I don't know. I, I'm so like invested in other stuff now. It's just like I don't. I'm I missed it. I feel you know. Even, right, right. Because I'm just gonna keep running with those horses, whatever. So let's keep this a little then directed yeah. towards you then personally. Carl. Sure. Let's. Uh, sure. When, when did you get into Bitcoin? Uh, so it was, uh, yeah, it was definitely August of last year. Okay. I started, I opened a Robinhood account in July of last year. And, you know, just like a lot of other people, I figured I want to take advantage of the market. I'd heard in the media about the dip from the pandemic and mm-hmm. they gave us those, that extra cash. And I was like, well, maybe I can invest it. The market's down. I'm going to watch a couple of videos and figure it out a little bit. And, and you know, YouTube is, is great for teaching you things mm-hmm. when you're bored. Mm-hmm. So I found um, like the Peter Lynch thing. And then I started, you know, looking into different stocks and, and, and what I thought was going to be good and go up in the future. And what I saw for humanity... <laughs> Like after post pandemic, just trying to think that stuff through as best I could. Um, and sure enough, uh, I remember thinking about Bitcoin and how, you know, it was, it was a cyclical in nature back in the day. And actually what happened, what really happened was I was thinking about changing careers. I was like, maybe I, you know, I have time. I can look into becoming a developer, uh, you know, software developer or something like that. Sure. And I, I went to see on YouTube that there was like a how to videos and there was this guy who was talking about Ethereum, uh, developing. And I was like, wow. And like, you know, like a, uh, developing on the chain. A de- uh, yeah. I think making apps for, okay. for Ethereum. Like that was the type of developer. Smart he was. Apps. Okay. So I was like, wow, that's super interesting. What is, what is that? What is blockchain? And then blockchain brought me back to Bitcoin, which mm-hmm. I had heard about in the past. And then I started watching some videos just about on crypto and Bitcoin. And the one that I remember distinctly, like I, I had been investing in a couple things. I had bought some Bitcoin but without knowing too much about it. Just seeing like uh, what the chart looked like, where it was, where it was going. And I thought, yeah, this is going to go up from here, no doubt. You know, so I dabbled a little bit. I bought, actually had bought a full Ethereum coin. And then I, what ended up happening was I... I remember watching Michael Saylor and Raul Powell and their take on it and hearing about just the, the, <laughs> the money of supply and how it was de- devaluing mm-hmm. and just the upside. You mean the money supply of uh, Bitcoin? No, of the U.S. dollar. Of the oh, okay. Because of the of the the printing, and you know, I'm, right. He was talking. Michael Saylor talks about a melting ice cube, and and then the rate of um, your money going, you know, losing its value from two percent to fifteen percent. Jesus, like thirty like percent. Yeah, and you know that's that's why it's it's hard to ignore that. You and think, they still want you to put money into it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And then you know, and that's not even just that. It's like, what is the what is the bank giving you for keeping it in your bank Nothing. account? Two percent, one percent. Not even two. Not even two. Not even. Not even. Like it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. And then some of the crypto is it you know if i don't do this myself but you can make like 10 20 on some of that stuff it goes up high if right. you're in certain you know risky pools or whatever right. so it, it's actually kind of funny that you were saying that about banks um i was actually recent like maybe a week ago i was watching youtube about investing and such and one gentleman in particular oh god I, i'm trying to remember uh his channel he was basically saying you don't need to put your money into a bank at all if you if you are yeah. willing, you should take your money and just invest in something. Like maybe have like a thousand, two thousand cash on hand and just invest. Obviously he said no investment <laughs> advice, but <laughs> the, the 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 mentality to say that yeah, you you don't need to put your money in the bank anymore. You know, because they're what are they giving you? Like two percent? Like you were saying, not even two percent. So one percent to hold all of this money that they get to control. You know what I mean? It's 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 
it's so rough in this environment of uh, uh, the pandemic for one, but also people not having jobs, not you know finding work that's really easy to to do and make money without breaking their backs. That's one of my biggest yeah. fears too. Is exactly people who put you know all their trust and whatever into these banks mm-hmm. put all their money in and then what happens if for some reason you know the banks lose your money and, right. and it's like and that does happen you can't and then oh well you know there's nothing that we can do or mm-hmm. if you know that would suck yeah and everybody that has invested their entire life is now shit out of luck. Is now shit out of luck and broke in some cases. Like they lose everything. They lose their pants and everything. So that scares me. Yes. Yeah. To not want to use banks. Right. Dude, you know when you're saying crazy, because think about this. Think about all the people who are in the generation before who have their money in banks and they don't realize it's about to become like useless. Right. You know, and they're trying to retire. They'll be retiring at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, that's scary. It, it, yeah. it is. It's, it, it could be some serious pain that happens. In all seriousness, so it is like as exciting as it is to un- just to see like that there's something that would be better for everybody, right? You know that combined with the fact that money itself is going to be worth less, it's scary to not know what's going to happen. Right. Know, and then talking about this with people, I feel like is the best way to help them. Mm-hmm. And, and I because it's you know I've heard it called uh, an escape hatch. Oh, yeah. from a dying system right oh, yeah. like that's yeah, what it yeah. is it, it's it's to me at least that's what I, how i view it and why i've chosen to go down this path mm-hmm. is because i do see that happening you know I, that, that, that we're changing and then mm-hmm. this is what we're changing to why why not get on board now i do i do have a side question for you then if you were you you said you were investing in um mm-hmm. different cryptocurrencies right or oh. is it just bitcoin and ethereum so what yeah, getting back to the story of that. Yeah, yeah that's fine. So I, I, I was investing in a lot of different things. And then Bitcoin, after watching a lot of, inf- you know, a, a bunch of YouTube videos about it, mm-hmm. I realized, like, that's what's going to go up the most. So, okay. you know, and I and I remember listening to, like, Warren Buffett, Ch- Chamath Palihapitiya. He's a really well Oh, I've heard of him. Oh, oh yeah. he's awesome. I, oh, love, yeah. I love watching that guy. He's amazing. Um, you know, they're, they're always saying, like, you know, I made one big bet. You know, and I made one big bet and that's how I was able to propel myself and, and move forward. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Bitcoin to me at that point did seem like, you know, I, was, I sold my Tesla stock that I had been stacking up. I told my, sold my Alibaba stock that I was like stacking. Okay. I sold my Ethereum coin and I put it all into my Robin. I had to count it a Bitcoin. I did some other stuff too. Cause I, I took control of my, my 401k and then I mm-hmm. started actually investing in stocks there. Good for you. Good for you. My Roth IRA. Yeah. So that's kind of like where, you know, I felt comfortable just going hard with crypto and Robin Hood. You're going to put it back into the Roth? Well, you, there's a way that you can do um, crypto in a non-taxable account. Interesting. Uh, but I can't remember what the name of the company is. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> somebody doing it. I'm kind of like, you know, when, I, when I found out about it, like, I guess uh, you know, there's certain things where I'm like, I just can't do everything. Right, right, you right. Know, I'm got, I got my strategy. I'm going to play it out, see how it happens. No, no, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, that, but that was one where I was like, shit, I wish I would have known about that. Right, right. Because you know, even putting money, like buying uh, crypto in Robinhood, you can't move it off there. You don't have your own keys. And that's kind of. And so that's one of the problems that I have with Robinhood personally. I agree. I, I wish I would have known that it was a new mistake. I mean, on the one hand, I don't have to worry about security. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I also like I couldn't if I wanted to, I couldn't get yield on it. Okay. You know, you can earn like a percentage, which again, it's not horrible. You pr- people probably want to have your crypto in multiple spots. You right. know, if you have a. Do you do you have it in somewhere else like yeah. Coinbase or Trust well, Wallet? 
just because I was trying to buy different ones, like I have something on like an Exodus wallet, I, okay. you know, and I, and I, where I can earn a percent yield on, on my, my thing. So there's different options out there, you know, and I just kind of found ones that I was comfortable with. Um, I plan, you know, to like think about stocks. I don't want to like crap on it because, you know, Tesla, Tesla yesterday with the friggin' robots. You, you guys hear about that? Oh, there was robots? We, we do. I, I mean, I did. Um, I do actually. I'm chasing down somebody that I actually know that works for Tesla oh and I got God. in touch with him Let's about that. Let's trying to get him to come on. Yo, if you listen to this, bro, you know who you are. So, um,. That's sick. Yeah. Let me ask you though, real quick, bro. Uh, or actually for both of you, is sure. there a limit to the amount of Bitcoin one can purchase or is so, there an unlimited amount? How, how does this process work? Do you you like, want to do it? I, I give can me a quick, give me a quick I rundown. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so yeah. how much you can, yeah, you can buy as much of it as you can afford it basically. Okay. That's it. And one of the things <laughs> I hear all the time is like you you get what you um, you get what you deserve when it comes to like the price that you sell it at, essentially, because it's such an, an uptrend. Yeah, it, and, and you know, so true. and the reason why I say it like that is because you know they, it's predicted that after it hits a certain level, then it will become more attractive to like really big institutions, and they're going to start buying it. So interest, interesting thing about that as well. Um, a little like about Same a month ago, Ethereum. Same with Ethereum. Same, yeah, I think actually, uh, just to talk about Ethereum, I yeah. think Ethereum eventually is going to perform better. It's not probably going to have yeah. the same value as uh, Bitcoin, but it'll definitely perform better, and uh, a lot, a lot of people will make a lot more money off of that. Same with Cardano, if you've never heard, if you ever heard of it. I had Cardano. Yeah, you had Cardano. Yeah, then I, I sold it and bought Solana with the it. Solana. Oh, well, I have to look into that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, as, aside from aside from those things. Um, let me get back to what I was trying to say here. Sorry, dude. Oh, no, no, you're good. Um, what was I trying to say? Uh, nope, it's lost me. All right, well, yeah, we can, we well can let me ask another we'll question. Maybe we can run it, yeah. run that one back or mm -hmm. whatever so you can remember. But would someone be able to live comfortably off Bitcoin? Good question. Yeah. There's, there's this family out there, this Dutch family, I think. He's, I think he's Dutch. I don't remember. But uh -huh. like he's, he's rolling around the, country, the Europe, and mm -hmm. he has his family in a van, and they just go to different spots. They chill, and he's doing it all on Bitcoin. Yeah. What the hell? So like yeah. you okay? Can you buy like houses and cars and boats and shit with well, this? Yeah. You can trade it. It's uh, it's something that you can like. There's some apps that you can use it and you spend it as currency. I don't know why oh, you would do that, but yep. essentially what some people do, it's since it's an asset class, it's literally an asset. So whatever right. the value of what you have, right. You can trade, trade it, it over. Oh, I got you. You know, you have to go through the avenue of signing papers or whatever. But let's say, for example, if I have like five hundred thousand dollars in Bitcoin, you can you can either convert it back into money, mm -hmm. like you can send it to a bank, and however the bank wants to deal with you getting the money out, they'll handle it that way. Some people, if you send it directly to their wallet, you know, because what he was saying before, those nodes, right? They actually end up as what's known as a wallet. So if you send the Bitcoin to such and such person. As soon as they can confirm it in their wallet, it's basically theirs now. So they, so they have, have that digital asset. wallet. Yeah, it's a digital wallet. Okay. And in fact, one of the apps that I use is called Trust Wallet. It's okay. literally called Trust Wallet. It has all the different cryptocurrencies. But yeah. as, I love it. But <laughs> aside from that, essentially for stuff like Bitcoin, you can trade it over. 
you I mean there will probably be lawyers involved if it's a lot more money right because they want to make sure all the P's and Q's and everything about transferring it over the taxes and all that's taken care of yep that's interesting it's money yeah it's it's essentially money yeah that's cool yeah (laughs) have either of you guys personally purchased anything with Bitcoin no 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 I haven't purchased anything but I have taken it out and used like cash so yeah that's that's cool yeah yeah Yeah. Um, actually Robinhood I know a lot of people use it People have mixed opinions about it. Robinhood is actually talking about getting their own wallet soon so that you can spend money using crypto. Like, for example, um, also another company, Tesla, like we can go back to Tesla Mm -hmm. for a very long time. um, Elon Musk and Doge. Do you know about Dogecoin? Just from what you have mentioned in the right. past. So that that whole Dogecoin is like a whole nother cryptocurrency where if you mine it, instead of getting one Bitcoin, you get like 10,000 of the Doge, okay. Dogecoin. So uh, Elon Musk has been heavily, heavily, heavily pushing Doge. And every time he'll tweet, like he'll tweet like a like a Doge meme because it's based on a meme of mm-hmm. a Shiba Inu. Mm-hmm. So he'll post like a meme, or he'll post something that has something to do with dogs, or or mm-hmm. or with uh, the the memes that come with Doge. And he's been pushing it hard. And one of the biggest things that he did that made the Doge price shoot to its all time high was say that he was going to use Doge, that you can use it as currency to buy a Tesla. So if you wanted to go in to Tesla and be like, hey, I'm, I'm getting a new <laughs> Tesla car. And you, how do you want to pay now? I want to pay in Doge. Okay. Uh-huh. And that's, that's that's a thing. Wild. That's crazy, right? Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. And um, also Newegg. I don't know if you know about Newegg, but Newegg is an electronics online, an online electronics company where they buy and sell and ship uh, electronic parts. You can use Doge there. You can use Doge to buy these computer parts and they'll ship it to you. So a lot of people are picking up on Doge. It's a, it's a little bit different from Bitcoin. A lot more people, when it comes to Bitcoin, just think about Bitcoin as a, like digital gold, literally. Okay. So you're going to get a lot of the higher upper echelon people dealing mm-hmm. with Bitcoin. But mm-hmm. for the low end, you're going to see people using Ethereum. They'll be using Doge. They'll be using Cardano, like things that are more closely trending with the dollar they'll use. I got you. There, so it's all money. <laughs> no, hundred percent. I, the one thing I, you know, I, I forgot to get to you before that I think is kind of relevant to what you're saying about like, you know, what they say about long-term prospects of Bitcoin mm-hmm. if it goes up. And I totally agree, you know, different platforms are going to use different things, but right. you know, one of the, one of the things that uh, I found interesting was the fact that people think that at some point people could start uh, using their Bitcoin, um, because the value will go so high that you like have to start using it right. instead of borrowing. Right. Because it. it's like you get to a threshold where you're like, okay, now I get to do something with right, it. Right, right. And so it's a time to change what you know into into the value into something else or something different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then it could proliferate, proliferate down from that point. And that proliferation, I think, is so interesting because now they have to design new technology. Like how do you, how do you spend one Bitcoin if the Bitcoin is like a hundred thousand dollars? There's the Satoshi's, right? Right. The Satoshi's, it's, right? The Satoshi's, and I think even Ethereum has like Gwei or whatever. Gwei? It's, it's, it's like a, um, a fragmentation. Yeah. yeah, it's, 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 it's freaking weird. crazy, bro. <laughs> it really is. I'm like, and, okay. <laughs> and I actually actually. Um, I'll just apologize for both of us. It, 
there's no way that you can talk about cryptocurrency without getting into the weeds like this. Yeah, so it's it's, true. it's like mind blowing for you. Like <laughs> for you, it's like good, all in day in one day. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, true. it's crazy. But I'm sure there's plenty of listeners out there that are gonna soak all this shit up too, yeah, man. and I'm sure that they'd be loving it. Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah. um. We're actually going to take a quick break, but uh, before we do that, uh, we want to remind everybody to please find us on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, YouTube, Google, and Twitter. And Twitter. And that is at IAR Podcast. And by using the platform of your choice, please show the love and subscribe, follow, share, comment, leave a quick review and a five star on the Apple page. Please. And with that being said, we'll be right back. All right. So I have a question for our listeners out there. Do you own a computer? Are you having trouble with broken screens, data backup issues, password reset problems, virus spyware removal, software installation issues? If so, Slipstream Repair Computer Electronic Solutions has you covered. Contact Timothy Latunde at 845-204-1712. The email is ss.sho16 at gmail.com. Once again, that is 845-204-1712. And the email is ss.sho16 at gmail.com. Call or email to schedule a free consultation. It's all relative. Still joining us in studio, Carl Vittori. Hello. Now, so far, we've pretty much heard the positive and exciting side of Bitcoin. But just as everything else in life, there's always a bad side or downside to the good. Very true. So, let, you know, let me know. Are there ways that someone could lose all their Bitcoin? Yes. Okay. Yes, there are. How? There's hackers that can get into your phone. Uh, they can um, call your phone company, um, pretend to be you after. So if they, they hack a bunch of information, call a phone company, pretend to be you, mm-hmm. get a SIM card switch. Jesus. And then they can, uh, you know, you, they'll have access to your accounts and they can steal anything off one of your wallets. Damn. You know, so, you know, there, there is that. So they yep. just they send the information to their wallet. Yep, they yeah, just so get on there. They take control of your phone, and they can just ship ship your coins somewhere else. Damn, Damn. And, yeah. and there's nothing that can be done when that happens, no. right? Well, it's about pre- preventative measures prior to that situation happening. Like, are you securing your coins? There's apps that you can find out there um, that will require the level of security and give you uh, backstops and protections. Uh, to f- prevent that from happening. Okay, is think, that is those, are those protections extended to Bitcoin? Yeah, all all of crypto, really. Okay, you know, I mean, if you have your own, if you have a wallet, and you have like some, there's like a Google pro- uh, program that has a layer of security through Google. Okay, that you know, uh, if they had, you know, you can't have your uh, SIM card swapped. You can call your phone company and just tell them like, like never swap my SIM card unless I come there. Oh, okay. You know, so there's hmm. there's that also. Hmm. You, you can do those things, have those measures. You can you can diversify the places that you have your Bitcoin. 
you know what I mean? You can have it in a cold storage wallet and just take it off the internet completely. All of it. Oh, I didn't even know about that. Knowing, knowing your private keys yourself is a big deal for that also, because if you know your keys, um, then you can access your Bitcoin. So you can just bring it into a cold storage and then. And what's a private key? Private key is basically like, um, so it's the second part of a, string of data that allows you to access the the bitcoin it's the private part of it so it's basically just a, a key a, a seed phrase okay. so you, there's a bunch of words that you can memorize and then it, you can access uh, you know whether it be an app or like just um the blockchain itself you can access the um what is it called the main net i believe it's called okay and you know once you put the seed the seed phrase in, uh, in you can have access to the value and then send it to wherever you can send it to something like that okay it's i that's the gist of it. Yeah. yeah. Basically, I've never had to do that. You know, I actually, um, there's things that I want to do to make myself more safe as well, like even now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I plan on doing. So the, the long, the long, or the long story cut short, it's, they have protections for certain, all, not all crypto, but certain crypto. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's risk. It's a risky game in general, okay. for sure. Because even with picking something, you know, it could be, you could pick the wrong thing. Hmm. You know, if you don't really, if you didn't do your research and you're just, you know, or if you're not keeping an eye on it, uh, if you're doing it yourself, it can, that's risky. Other, another thing too with Bitcoin is you can lose that information. You can lose your keys. Right. There's people who have lost their key. They forgot their, their seed phrase and they can't access their money anymore. Jesus. Oh, that's. Uh, yeah. So like that's, that's a whole best. other thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, but then it also, what that means is it takes that stuff out. So the people who have secured and know what's going on are, are capable of, of keeping it safe for themselves. Huh. The value the goes, up goes up yeah. more. And over time, what do you think will happen? Will we gain more? No, we'll lose more than we gain. Oh, that's interesting. Interesting. So, I never so thought it's, of it that it's way. another whole dynamic to it. I don't necessarily like that. And you know, Bitcoin will stop being mined in twenty one forty. And like, so twenty one forty, there's no more mining. No more mining. Like what happens after that? You know, I don't know. Just trading, right? And speculation. <sighs> it's it's hard to say. Like, could they could they change the system at that point? Probably. Mm. Like, I, I don't know. I, that's a long way away. You know, mm-hmm. but could mm-hmm. trading could still happen? Yeah. What what will that mean for the protocol? I guess it really kind of depends on where we go with it, but that's a risk. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. like we, the mm-hmm. fact that we don't know if you want to, if you have a sizable wealth and you want to send it to your grandkids and your great grandkids and you want to put it in a vehicle that's going to take it there. Bitcoin is super top of the line because, because it, you know, it's not a building that's going to fall apart. It's, it's, it's just digital value right. essentially. Right. right so right, that's right. a great place. But the question of not knowing what happens then, you know, it's, it's something you're not going to have to worry about per se. You would hope the, the generations ahead can figure that out, but it is, I think, um, you know, if I was trying to be critical of finding like a point that I don't feel fully comfortable with about, you know, the securing value would be that. It would be something to talk about, like what happens after that, right? Um, I don't know. What else? A little bit of a risk. A little, little. I, again, little you, you won't be alive for that. You know what right. I mean? Like, it's just like what happens then? Well, how do we progress past it? But the truth well, is- Well, they will. They, they, they have to create a system. Well, like the kids that are coming up now, they will create a system at that point in time. Like, all right, this is- no more mining, so we have to do it like this. You know, we trade it here. There's banks like here, and I feel I feel like uh, just a, based on human nature, there's no way. It's only because we we can't see it because we won't be alive for when that happens. But human nature, they always figure out like how to progress stuff, especially when it, when currency is involved. I agree. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is buying or purchasing Bitcoin safe? Uh, yeah, it can be. Yeah. You can make it safe for sure. Okay. I think it's probably safer. In my opinion, it's safer than leaving your cash in a bank account in right. dollars. Very true. So it, it's 
you know, and that's the other part of this is that it's giving digital value, the, the, the capability of buying it is easier and it can spread to more people in the world. Right. So, and anybody can get the multiple on it if you have access through your smartphone. Mm-hmm. And the more and more people who get it, then it's like you don't have to, you're not going to have like a Hampton, you know, uh, beach house mm-hmm. but maybe you can get you can buy yourself a piece of bitcoin though right mm-hmm. you know and then as that goes up and up and up like now it's anybody has access to a pristine store value that's decreasing over time and mm-hmm. gaining more value mm-hmm. so it's 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 just open to more people and i find that i think that's really great you know it's an easy way to access it no right. one there's no bank holding you back from getting it okay it's telling you that, that you can't take a loan out you can just throw five bucks in and see what happens see what happens right yeah now when you were saying uh the va- uh the the amount is decreasing that ties back to what you were saying when 24 uh, 2040 they'll stop mining well there's that and then it's just like you know there so there's the having event that happens so every 4 years mm-hmm. there they they uh, lower the total percentage of Bitcoin that's available per day. To be mined, To right? be mined. Okay. I think we're like 900-something now, and then in the next time that this happens, we'll be at like 640 in the next halving cycle. Wow. So, and then, you know, there's companies, their job is to mine this stuff. Right, and right, Do right. they have contracts with other companies and government entities mm-hmm. to in order to provide Bitcoin so they can, get, you know, do it whatever with it probably. Right. And that's also, that's interesting because it, I feel like when we were having the conversation earlier, we were definitely making the point that uh, big banks and big companies don't have control. And that's one of the main benefits to owning crypto. But I feel like what you just said right now is they're like they're they're trying to like sneak in through the back door. They're like, all right, we'll bring our money in, we'll bring our big companies in to mine this for you so that it's available. That's true. But well the thing is some of the entities that are doing this are exchanges. Ah, okay. So it's so exchanges. Exchanges, okay. it's their they they make their profit off the off fees. Off of fees, right, off of moving money. And then if they're selling Bitcoin, that opens them up to the, the people up to opening other assets they they can chill at that point right interesting so interesting. there's that benefit of the long-term value store but mm-hmm. then that opens them up a business but then there's DeFi. there's DeFi. yeah that's DeFi true. is is taking it's even disrupting that that industry so DeFi is the decentralized version of that it's it's the protocol that allows you to trade without anybody really taking a piece essentially right right, right. like so you know what you're not getting charged up the wazoo I mean, there. Are, well, there's gas fees. I shouldn't say that. Right, gas fees. Okay, there's gas Can fees. Can you explain gas fees for us? Yeah. So, <laughs> gas fee is the fee that the miner takes for. Uh, it, it's. I think. It, I believe it's spread between the uh, the miner who's validating, and I think there's like miner validators, uh, something like that. They they get a piece of the transaction, and actually okay. Ethereum's burning now. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. So they're starting to burn part of the transaction when you when you process it. So the, the Ethereum itself is then taken off the market, but the, mm-hmm. the miners are producing more of it consistently. So right. all it did was reduce the amount, which increases the price over the long term. Right. I mean, they're still out they're outpacing the the burn currently, mm-hmm. but um, but it is it's just a processing fee essentially of the network to take it's the energy we pay for the energy required to process the transaction. It's fucking but, crazy because they basically the way it, it validates it by being validated by different nodes throughout the blockchain and that's mm-hmm. and so it, i think there's different um amounts depending on what the blockchain is uh and processing speed is part of the tr- of the the, tr- uh, the trilemma that the Vitalik, actual processing speed of the computers right Vitalik Buterin talks about the trilemma which is yeah and he's like the creator of ethereum ethereum okay. is like the number one 
a candidate to be the a, basically a world platform, I would say. Okay. So, um, but not similar, not similar to Bitcoin, right? They're not going to be competing or anything. No, they won't. They're, I mean, they could, it, they could, but Bitcoin, you know, it's, there's a lot there to unpack because they are going to build stuff on top of Bitcoin and mm-hmm. it could essentially do what Ethereum does at some point. It could, but I don't, people aren't selling it as that. Right. I think uh, Ethereum has such a head start on that already. They got the apps going right. and that's what makes them so dominant at this point. Their, their growth trajectory is faster than Bitcoin currently. Hmm. Um, but uh, Vitalik talks about the trilemma. It's speed, security, and decentralization. Those okay. are the three elements of the blockchain. Um, and there's a d- bunch of different ones that they say that they have a you know, different balances of that and different functionality because of that. Bitcoin is the most decentralized and the most secure by far. It's just, it just lacks the speed okay. comparatively. And, and again, like there's the Lightning Network, which I've heard a lot about. That's supposed to increase, the, it decreases the transaction cost and increases the speed of it. And I think that they were using it in El Salvador because they just, they had recently made it, uh, Bitcoin a currency there. It's a legal tender. Legal which, tender. which is like, that's oh. mind blowing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's just showing now a different level of adoption than it was ever before. Right. You know, you know I heard a lot of the experts say that we're, they were not expecting that to happen in the cycle. So they adopted right, so that's, it that's as exciting. their main currency. Well, no, it's actually, it's one, it's just one that's, that, um, um, stores legally have to take. Oh, okay. They well, legally, okay. They're, they're required to take it as a form of tender. And then what they so do they're was, just taking it as Satoshi's or what? I would imagine so. Like I haven't read up on the details of that, but, mm. but the government gave uh, all of their citizens the option to, well, they actually gave everybody you know, to download a wallet and, a, and a, a phone that only had this wallet. They gave them phones. They only had this wallet on it and it had like $30 worth of Bitcoin or something. Oh, that's fucking cool. They gave it to everybody and they had the option to either hold it, use it or change it in dollars. Interesting. Which is amazing. That is amazing. So exactly. So now they're, they're using it in that way. Everybody in it. But this is the thing about El Salvador that specifically and why they did that, that I found, you know, I thought that was a good thing. And it's part, it shows part of the use case of why Bitcoin and blockchain in general is so amazing. Um, it's for remittances. So there's people from El Salvador who come to the United States and they work here and they want to send back money to their family mm-hmm. because the exchange, you know, the exchange rate, um, well, actually, they use U.S. dollars in, in El Salvador, so I don't know if it applies directly in, in this case. But, but they can use they that can, in place of... They can send them money, basically. They can send them money, right. So, But then uh, the banks would be taking a piece ah, on both ends. okay. And then they'd have to... And then it was... There would only be certain spots where they can go get these remittances, and it was a really difficult thing to travel to those places in the country itself. Right. So it was only a few stops for that. So it was a struggle for these people to, to do what they wanted to do, what they intend to do. To go to the states, get dollars, which have a high value, and send it back to their country or whatever, mm-hmm. right? So now with Bitcoin, they don't have to share. The, you know, there's no the cost. There's no sharing of wealth, right? It's cost reduced. Now you're sending it faster, and, and it's going there, and uh, they're getting more money. And there's no way for, like, let's say, the El, El Salvadorian government to put a fee on moving. Bitcoin. That was one of the things that I, I watched a podcast. Um, it's this podcast called uh, "What Bitcoin Did," and um, the Peter McCormick is the guy. He like does a bunch of Bitcoin stuff, mm-hmm. and he he was talking to the president of El Salvador. I watched it, and it was super interesting because the president was just like, uh, you know, I basically I'm just putting it out there into the world as a force of good. I don't right, I don't right. control it. That's what it like. It's not to be controlled. Right. But you know, and there's I, somebody somebody in that government is trying to get a piece. I, well, it, it's weird how they structure their government. They can only have one-term presidents there. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I think it's like a six-term, one-term president. Jesus. So they only huh. get one crack at it. So, you know, his for I got the sense that he was a guy, you know, they, they were more like, uh, they're more authoritarian than us. 
Yeah. So they can sure. they can do things at a different pace than we can. Right. But I genuinely got the sense that when it came to this issue, at least, and I don't know, because that's the only thing I've really seen this guy talk about. So I'll be just all, you know, fairness. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just doing it altruistically. Like, you know, he wanted. Okay. He so wanted, he just really wanted some good to come in he, to the country. Well, you know, the thing is, too, with Bitcoin, Bitcoin itself is like it's money. Right. You know, you're bringing money to your country because right. people are loving what you're doing. You're opening up the whole country to allow Bitcoin to flourish there. Right. And, and allow now, co- interests from outside to come in. And, and they're going to spend and they're going to build up your build. country. Right. You know, so there's that element of it also. That was a wise move on his part. Do you think... Do you <laughs> I th- agree. Oh, let me throw one last question. Yeah. In. Do you think Bitcoin coming in can uh, sort of erode that uh, authoritarian grip? I, um, by giving more people more control to money and assets? I think so. I think, I think, I believe that's the case. I mean, anything could happen. Huh. You know, I, I, like the United States, for example, you know, I'll, I'll, go, I'll get back there to El Salvador, but they, they, in 1971, we went off the gold standard and they confiscated gold. See? Or, yeah. or actually, I can't remember if it was, in the 30s, they confiscated gold right. for sure. There was also. some conflict over, use, stop using uh, gold as a standard. I, I think, it, yeah, it was, right. there was that. That was in the 70s, and I think they took the gold in the 40s or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was two steps. Okay. They opened it back up again, and then they, it, we were on the gold standard, and then they took us off the gold standard, and that's what right. fiat currency came about, and fiat currency is the thing that can be printed into infinity, basically, right, right, because right. it's not backed by anything. So... Um, Oh, shit, I forgot where I was going with that. No, you were just going to tie it back to El Salvador. <laughs> okay, so yeah, uh, so the, they, the, the U.S. government did that. They, they, there was a commodity, there was an asset, and they took control of it. Right. Could they go in, you know, and hunt it down and find addresses? That's and, true. And, and, and try to get people to take... I d- doubtful. If it's decentralized, it's, it's nearly impossible. It is, except for the people who have it on exchanges. Ah, you know what I mean? so they would go after the exchanges. They go after the exchanges. So, and that's why it is important if you're, you know, and people say this, I, you know what I mean? It kind of just depends on what you think will happen in the future. People will say that the only way to have you know, to be the Bitcoin to be truly yours is for you to have your keys mm-hmm. and to take control and custody of it. I mean, there's publicly traded companies that have it also. And that's what kind of gives me like, I don't know, but then the, the, like the 105,000 Bitcoin that Michael Saylor and MicroStrategy have, mm-hmm. if the government decided that, that, you know, no, like that's no, that's now a, um, it's like a, a macro geopolitical asset that no regular company cannot be allowed to have. It can only be geopolitically because it's on that so level. Much, yeah. it's, so, it's a country level asset now, and, and now you can't have it. Like they could go in there and seize it. I don't. They, they have the power to do that. That's, I believe. A, that's interesting. Can they can they really? Uh, we we really need to move on. But yeah, fair. can they really seize an asset that's supposed to be decentralized and not uh, specifically owned by any country? I think in that case they. It really depends, I would say, because most likely the, how it will be stored, it'll take multiple, it'll be multifactored. Okay. So they'd have to have all parties involved probably um, give it to them. And I just don't know if that would happen. I don't think that'll happen. And, that's, and that's, if, a, that's a big conflict. It is. And so there's that. And I don't think, I think they're smart enough to realize that it's not the way to go with this. Right. You know, I think it's smart. I, I really believe that that um, letting crypto flourish will help humanity. So to stop that mm-hmm. is to stop a movement that will benefit everyone. Right. And it's just about how do we do it in a way that's the least destructive. Mm-hmm. And that's like, you know, again, you know, there's a bunch of people who are invested in banks, baby boomers, you know, and they're going to start losing value as they retire. You know, do we really want to crush that industry right when no. they need that money the most? No, no, no. So, we don't want so, to. so absolutely. So slow it down. We got to get people educated, move them over slowly but surely mm-hmm. uh, and make sure that, you know, there's going to be these people who get hurt. 
there will be, but you know, that's, that's, I would think what the government would want to do, maybe slow it down a touch because they are in a position right now with the debt that we have that even inflating it, even inflating the currency is not going to get us out of this debt. Right. It, seems it like. would be nice to just turn it into crypto and just wipe it out. Or that's buy it. Buy it against the, our debt. There's the, it's the jump. It's right. the jump and the whole world is going to make it. The question is, in what order will we, we be? Make, very interesting. You know, like, because now you got countries already made a tender. Right. Like there's going to be other adoption in other countries. Like we want to lead there. Let's bring out, let's bring the money. Let's bring the money. Like mm. just like, and but this is the thing about the U.S. Even the markets, the world looks to us as a, a, as a safe haven because of how because our markets are so protected, and their um, the required authenticity and transparency that's there for our stock market is why people invest in it. Right. So if we can bring the same element to crypto quickly, and or in a different comfort level, because again, I, I don't know how the centralization will plan out at all. That's super interesting to me. Hmm. It's it, it just seems counterintuitive to. Um, to have that there, and I just don't know how they would work it out. Hmm. You know, I really, I don't, I don't see it, but it's a, a problem that people, that smarter people are going to have to figure out, you right, know, right. but, but again, like, but, but leading there, getting that level of clarity making sure, you know, keeping the standards that we have, the stock market, bring it to crypto if possible, people will, will flourish. They'll invest. Right. They'll put money in it. And, and then again, it's just like, you know, we want a fair system where multiple people, we can raise up other countries that are having these issues, the dictators in El Salvador, El Salvador will do away with that. Possibly, hmm. you know, it's giving sovereignty to the people in a different way they haven't had before. Right. You know, I, th I don't know like how it will play out. It just, cause that country could do that too. That was my point. Right. And that's what, that'll be a big story for everyone to look at. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. It, it just, will the people even accept it? That was another thing. Right. Like, you know, will people want to use that? I think, I think once people realize uh, the jump that they need to make is that they just need to realize that when it comes to crypto, you have the power. Like once they realize that they have power that they can take, like you were saying in a very different way, you know, it's not the government, you know, this is something you can actually control. <laughs> then they'll realize that they can buy more and you know, the, the government can't just come in and be like, all right, I'm taking all of your cryptos. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, again, it's, it's, it, it, there's a precedent where you can argue that it's been done before, but the, the thing that give another point about Bitcoin, that, and it just ties in exactly what you're saying. It's so easy to move around. Right. So how, yeah, come get me. Right. It right, right. Always, you know, it, it's, it would be really difficult, but at the same time, China made a good play on it. And mm -hmm. that's what gives me pause about the U S how they handled their crypto and what they did. Um, just, you know, they basically stopped all the miners from mining. Right. And then they had this crackdown recently on a tech industry. And it basically took the vehicle by which they could have moved large sums mm -hmm. out of the economy and kept, kept the value there right. and as they're kind of breaking up. So, you know, and that's the type of thing. It's like, wow, like there's moves that could be made to, to really stunt this hard. Right. But that means you got to go well outside of the actual day-to-day -day business that's moving the, the moving in the contracts and stuff. Yeah. You have to stop. Stop it from like an outside force. Totally. I don't see that happening here. But, yeah. you know, I'm just, it's like the question is like, could it happen? You know, you want to consider that deeply before like you, to me, at least, I, I mean, I love Bitcoin. I think it's the best. I think right. it's going to, that those things will probably not happen. But if I had to come up with a scenario, like it's not like there's not president out there to um, be able to say that there's not you know, some concern. Mm -hmm. Okay. Could Bitcoin crash? Good um, question. Could Bitcoin crash? Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. It, it's. From what I've read, Bitcoin crashing would have to happen if there was a double spend or if there was a 51% attack. 
that's the, those are the real ways it could crash. Um, and that's kind of like, again, like the incentive becomes so great to not do that when you get right before you get to the point where, you know, you, you'd have to be like, uh, like just an anarchist wanting to take it down, you know, or, mm-hmm. or government wanting to keep power possibly. But even then, like you just, if you got to the point where you had, you were controlling 51% of the mining of Bitcoin as a government, mm-hmm. you just have so much power at that point because right. you control most of the money. Do you know, you th- of a huge store of value. So why would you destroy the network at that point? So when you say when you say stuff like that, it actually it, it, it really moves the to- the tone into like dystopian. Like I could see world wars happening over some co- uh, country trying to control the mining or sort trying to control like that large uh, asset in some way because right, everyone true. trades with it. Well, this is the thing. It's like to get to that point, and this is again like you know I found it fascinating. It would just take a lot of time. They would see it coming. Right. Yeah, you know, a lot of people would see it coming, it would see it coming and work coming. against it. Exactly. And that's, that's true. So that because of that, there's another. There's a lot of protection there. It's incredible. Right. Yeah, there's right. how this is set up. That's why I have confidence in it. Like, no, like thinking about this worst case type scenario mm-hmm. and this, uh, rationally, it doesn't make sense for that to come true. It <laughs> like, can't happen. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's also interesting, just to uh, semi-piggyback off of what he was saying, um, a lot of, uh, when I see when money is moving, like as far as crashing, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of interesting things happen. Like, for example, uh, with Doge, when Bitcoin and Ethereum and everything was crashing, everybody was putting their money into Doge. So Doge, I mean, I know a lot of people like to say it was being pumped up because of Elon Musk and all of the hype and everything. But people were taking their money out of Bitcoin and putting it into Doge making money on Doge and then selling it like maybe they, it goes up like 10 cents mm. or 20 cents, but they're putting in like 30, 40, $50,000 because it, consider like uh, at the time, um, I think Bitcoin at the time was like maybe 60 was nearing 60 grand, like 55 grand or so. So imagine somebody having one or two Bitcoin, you know, not many, just one or two taking the entire Bitcoin out from Bitcoin converting it all into doge so when as soon as it leaves as a bitcoin and goes into doge it's just fifty five thousand dollars worth of doge and if that was at the price that it was when it started climbing it was like at 30 cents right Mm -hmm. it jumped up to like 72 at its height but some people it jumps like from 30 to 60 they made their double because they doubled on the 30 cents so you you consider they put in fifty thousand or whatever of that one bitcoin they had Doubled their money to a hundred grand, took it right out of Doge and put it right back into Bitcoin. Now they have like two Bitcoin or whatever, or three or whatever it was. That's a really good strategy. Right. And when, when you were saying that about like uh, the potential crash, and I know I threw that question at you about world wars and stuff. It, it actually gives me confidence because that's probably what some people will do. Let's say if a country takes over Bitcoin, people, everyone will just put their money into Doge or into Ethereum or into something else, something else that's crypto because it is that easy through the exchanges. Right. Yeah. It's true. I, you know, and it's, and it's funny that you, you would say that because that is kind of like a strategy because of the right. flow of the money through the crypto industry. It's like a lot, you know, those Bitcoin's going to go up and then it's going to top off and then people right. are going to start taking profits. What are they going to do with that money? They're going to look for another asset. That's another still going asset. Up, right. Exactly. They're pushing it through through like the, the laggards of um, the, the crypto. Of the crypto, that, yeah. Well, at least that's what happened over the last couple of cycles that I've, right, I've heard right. of. So it's interesting. And I know a lot of young, I mean, if, for me if especially, uh, people really didn't take, and it's so funny because it also shows the power of memes too. No one was taking crypto serious that, that I saw until Doge. Once, once they found out about Doge, like this is- That's true. Like Josh, this is a- 
This is basically a cryptocurrency based on a meme. You know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah on a joke. <laughs> so literally money. People put money. There's nothing else. Like you can't, at the time, you couldn't spend Doge anywhere. Mm-hmm. So why the fuck is the value going up on this currency about a joke? Right. And people are putting money behind just knowing that, you know, they're getting together. They like, it was like a movement. And I was like, damn, this is like the real power of money. You, you really start to learn that it's like something emotional that's there, whether it's a joke or whether it's uh, something like Bitcoin that can be seen as an asset class or even uh, stuff that's seen like Ethereum where they're trying to play it against the dollar and stuff where they want some protection against the dollar. So th- it's all really just faith. Everyone is putting their money behind Every one of these. So if mm. you can put your money behind a complete joke, right, right, like, right. oh, yeah, yeah, we're having fun. Like, I would literally see these people posting on Reddit having fun. Yeah, yeah, it's going up. The stocks, are, you know, like they would have like their rocket emojis and stuff to, to <laughs> signify the stock going up. <laughs> and the funny, I'll was, I was just say this, the funny thing about it is everybody wants you to pump up the stock, uh-huh. but nobody will tell you when to take, when you take profit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just keep, just keep putting money into it. Yep, that's, <laughs> yeah, Meanwhile, they're taking profit on the back end. But, uh, but <laughs> no, yeah, it just shows like it's really emotional that crypto is. But if the smart people who will prevail, they'll, they'll take advantage of those hype moments, whether it's stocks or crypto or whatever. And that's, that's definitely the, especially with crypto. Uh, I actually got another answer to that question also because it just just like what you said just made me realize too like well how else could it fail is if people stop using it right and no yeah. I don't see anyone stopping yeah no it, yeah. It's the, the protocol is too strong and the fundamentals are, are you know amazing so there's right. no like it doesn't matter to there's too much energy or too much energy it, yeah know? all right so can you give us a positive and negative way mm-hmm. give us both if you can an example of both of how Bitcoin or Bitcoin, excuse me, has affected you? It's made me save a lot more money positively. It's mm. just made me save. Like I've saved more in the last like year and a half than I have in my entire life before that. And that's not even a joke. Wow. Well, that's beautiful. It really it's beautiful. is. That's wild. It, it, it just made me change the way I think about money. Like I'm not spending it on stupid stuff when there's an opportunity that's mm-hmm. there for um, to me to better my life. And, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, yeah. and that's kind of like what I like to talk to people about if I can, if I get their ear about crypto, why I think <clears> it's good or, or just investing in general, it's, it's planning for the future and I, it's hard to get there. And I don't remember in my life prior to finding this out. Like I, I would spend money like crazy. I wouldn't even think about it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? It's kind of crazy. You said I was exactly the same way. I would be just buying, I mean, just buying stupid stuff. Like, you know, like stupid stuff or wasting it on food or wasting it on other stuff. And Mm -hmm. then you realize that, do you want to like take that $20 and buy like a, like a meal or not like, you know, like junk food or buy like a toy or a video game? Or do you want to take that $20 and throw it, throw it into crypto (laughs) and then turn that into a hundred dollars or $200 or more and then buy whatever you want after? Uh, 100%. Yeah. 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 100%. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, it's so crazy. Like, and even, even like, even Doge, like Dallas Mavericks take Doge to, mm-hmm. to get into a game. I, I was going to bring up and ask you guys about Mark Cuban. Oh, sure. He was, uh, he's definitely involved in that. Yeah. In, yeah. Uh, but real quick though. Sure. Has, has it affected you in a negative way? Um, yeah, uh, I would say yes. In that I've been very singularly focused on it. Hmm. I okay. put a lot, you know, I, I, as well as I have saved more money, I've, I've put a lot of energy into staying on top of it and learning 
um, you know, and, and I do it every day. I just look at it every day. So it's become a little bit of, of an obsession. Just um, is that a negative though? I mean, it can, it can be at times when I'm when it's distracting to me. Oh, okay, okay, it can be. You. Sometimes I'm like, you know, I should do other things maybe, and I'm like, there. <laughs> nope, gotta watch it. Yeah, no, no, it. I, I want to see what's going. on. I mean, you know, and it's. It's funny. It's not like it's stopping from doing physical things because I can do chores and listen to this. But you know, I maybe I should be doing some other stuff, balancing a little bit better. Right. It's hard, and I do. I've I've recently felt myself letting go a little bit on that too because um, there comes a point where it's like, all right, now I just gotta let it play out. Right. And that's kind of like where where I'm starting to get now, and which is good. I have to, I'm transitioning a little bit from that. So it is what it is. I went through it. I feel good. I still want to learn stuff. But I'm not mm-hmm. gonna be like. I don't need to be that on top of it anymore. Right, right, right. It's a lot of anxiety. It is. It is. It, to me, it's not, it was, it was not that. It was fun. I was just so interested in learning about it, truly. Like, yeah. you know, and also, this was a true obsession. Yeah, it was like, I was like, wow. <laughs> I didn't feel anxiety. It was just like, you know, I, again, like, I knew that there's going to be volatility and I realized the trick, I, I could rationally understand that the trick to being able to make money is to be able right. to let it go and realize that we are on a trend here that's been happening for years. Yeah, let it fly. Just let it go. Just let it go. Just pick pick good bets. You know, know about the things that you're investing in. Understand where they're going. Stay on top of it. And that was like the lesson for me. And that's what I've been through. And now it's like, yeah, I'm, I, I've honed in on where I can find my information better too. So it's just less work needed. Not bad. Okay. Yeah. So you, th- you think Bitcoin is a smart investment? I mean... I, I, all I can say is, you know, I, I, I bought Bitcoin and I've been buying it, the dollar cost averaging in. I've, um, I realized that there's, um, you know, potential to have higher upside in some or other investments. Right. But, you know, there's some that I already know right now that I have that I'm going to let them go. And whatever profits I take, I will probably roll them into Bitcoin. So do you do you see your entire portfolio being just Bitcoin eventually? No, no, I don't. I don't think it's, it would be. I think it, eventually, I, um, it's really hard to say. I think we'll have time to see how that goes because you know, like you were saying, Ethereum is going to go up more than Bitcoin this right, cycle. Right, right, right. Adoption is much greater. It has more stuff on it. There's more apps. There's more value there long term, mm-hmm. probably at the or at least in an interim at mm-hmm. the very least, right? Mm-hmm. So. Uh, there, there's more things to come next year with that. Also, they're going to do the um, the proof of stake, which is oh, that's the big one. That's a big one. That's the big one. Yeah, you want to explain uh, proof of stake to yeah. us? Yes. So there's proof of work and proof of stake. Proof of work is the mining that they have to do. They solve the puzzle mm-hmm. or whatever. Proof of stake is just um, now instead of producing coins by mining, you're holding, and the act of holding gives you a yield a percentage of the asset. So the only way that Ethereum in the future, as long as it goes through for what I've seen, at least we will be able to be uh, produced is from being in a staking pool. Right. So just holding it. And then over time you just gain more of it. Right. So essentially, uh, at least the bigger, the bigger picture of it is that it's proving that it holds value just by it not doing anything by it just being there and being able to be traded between people. Versus mined and traded. Hmm. Yeah, it's 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 exactly it's yeah. producing it exactly. Right. 
It's crazy. I know, dude. It, it really is. And it's and that's why it's like you hear about all these institutions that are they, they're going to want to do stuff business-wise on top of mm-hmm. the premier blockchain. Mm-hmm. And they're going to want to – and the ones that have the Ethereum have a lot of options then at that point because they can sell their Ethereum to other businesses because they're producing it if they wish. Mm-hmm. You know, They can increase the amount of it they have so that they produce at a higher rate. And then they can build – more stuff on the blockchain itself because that's what it will cost to be able to do business on the blockchain. Right, on the blockchain itself. Yeah. yeah so that's it, how they make their money. So, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's 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 a lot of upside for any one of those companies doing it and thinking about it as a person doing it. Even if you're not using it for that, for reason, that reason, it can just still make you uh, value, so which is great. I don't know. I have, I have a couple, or not a couple, I do have one uh, just outside of the box uh, question. Sure. Um, as part of like crypto, it's known that there are thousands and thousands of cryptocurrencies. There's even some cryptocurrencies known as shit coins instead of Bitcoin <laughs> yes. because they, they have no, they literally have like no usability, no utility whatsoever. They're just, the, the only utility is to pump it up and then sell it. Yeah. That's its only utility. People put money in. Once the money goes up, like a pyramid scheme, they sell. <laughs> That's it. They out to the next one. That's- Do you think... Uh, that question that I was going to ask, do you think that those uh, shit coins and those useless coins, mm-hmm. do you think that they will alter like the Bitcoin market in any way or yes. are some of the ones that actually have value and uh, utility? Yeah, I do. I think it's going to – there's going to be a lot of – I think a couple of different things come to mind when you ask me that. It's, it's going to suck uh, value into crypto overall. Okay. That's one aspect of it because I think people are going to make a lot of money and then they're going to reinvest that into crypto on top okay. of cryptos. Okay. So it's going to bring crypto. But at the same time, it's going to off-put a lot of people because it's going to turn them off from the whole asset class because they will have lost a lot of money. Right. I think both of those things will happen. And uh, over time, I think because when you see something go up, the urge will be to reinvest for the people who get off-put, but not everybody will and they'll miss out. Right. That's all. I think there, there's a, you know, that's what I see potentially happening. What will it be? I think it'll overwhelmingly be adopt, uh, you know, adoption with people getting hurt along the way. I think that's always <laughs> been like the slippery slope for, for investing too, because essentially everyone, no matter what, they always invest on hype. So even back then in the 60s, if the price is going up, yeah, I want to get in on that because the price is going up. Mm-hmm. And uh, no one really knows if the price goes down, but if the, if the price keeps going up, why not just keep adding to that fire? And the same thing with uh, crypto. I saw that especially with those because mm-hmm. everybody was just buying and they wanted it to hit a dollar. Um, and it didn't hit a dollar. It hit 70-something cents, but a lot of people made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But the the issue was is that people were still buying like at 70, and like they were buying even just at, at the very peak. And just all of them lost money because it hasn't even it hasn't even gotten back over 40 cents yet. No. So, I mean, there's still like, you know what will happen when the when the um, the crypto industry gets flooded with money mm-hmm. because you know Bitcoin's going to go up and it's going to be that effect like it's going everything and everything and some people will invest in Doge. I, you know, I I still probably wouldn't like I was saying before, but mm. but I, I wouldn't doubt if something big happens there. I okay. really wouldn't. You know, and and. The reason why I bring that up is because even those people with seventy, that with a seventy dollar purchase, if they just held it for right. four years, five years, and if Doge is still there, right, it's gonna be more money, right? It just because is Bitcoin going. is gonna be more. Yeah, and, it's true. And, and and not only that too, but then there's the inflation thing that's happening. It's just again, the inflation rate of Doge is the thing that's scary, 
Right. It's, they're also printing it very fast. Right, so right, right. Will, will enough people buy it to overcome that, or will they change the protocol to not be so inflationary? So Those are the two main things. That's what I was actually thinking. Uh, I, I really didn't want to get in the weeds on it, but I, I just love it. Um, I think that they may turn uh, Doge into a deflationary currency. I, I wouldn't be surprised they start burning Doge. Because that would that would definitely cause the value to skyrocket. Yeah. But at the same time, they won't be making much more. I honestly think that um, uh, if you if you heard the recent news, they said like the actual original uh, creators and devs on Doge got back into the project. I wouldn't I be that, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if a number of like government, you know, entities got to them and said, "Look, bro, you can't make this inflationary currency get this high." You know, because there there is a there is something to be said that if cryptocurrency goes like to astronomical amounts and also can't be controlled, that a lot of governments, you know, could be like like almost indebted to the the, the, the currency itself. So I don't think they would want that to happen. So I think somebody came in and was like, look, y'all got to figure out something with this doge. Don't let it get too high too quick. Could it definitely could be, man. I mean, it's well, this is the crazy part hmm. about that. It's it's that. It's not so the, they're printing a lot of it, but mm-hmm. you know what still has a lot of value? Right, the network itself. The, yeah, see, that's the, the people the who are bought into it. Right, right, right. It. So you can throw something on there and give it a use case, mm-hmm. where all these people have access to this use case easily now through right. the Doge. Right, like it, oh, so again, like what happens if Amazon's like we accept Doge? That's the what crazy thing. That? that would change everything. That would, that would change, change the rules. Everything, hell yeah. yeah, because now you can buy regular shit with Doge. It's like all right, now I have a use for it. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, yeah. That would be crazy. That would be crazy. And then, yeah, but like, so I don't know, like, would the government go after it at that point? Like, I don't know. Could they could have held it back for sure? And I mm-hmm. think because of the meme stop stock status, it's definitely a target. Mm-hmm. I, you know, people because there is no use case to it. Supposedly, it just has a really valuable network. Right. You can buy a Tesla with it, though. You can buy a Tesla with it. Listen, I, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and smash, you know, smash it down. I think I, in my long term for Doge is I bet you they do something with it. Too many people have hype. You know, I, I just didn't jump on that one. You know what I mean? Oh, but you can still jump on, bro. It hasn't gone anywhere yet. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to uh, wean off my obsession not, right not, now. Not financial advice. <laughs> not financial advice. Yeah. <laughs> How is Bitcoin currently trending? Uh, let's find out. Hold on. See, you can pull out the phone. Look how easy it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Earlier damn. today, it was just below. Well, we were. We had went from like sixty four thousand to like twenty eight thousand, and because Ooh. there was a lot of leverage in the system, right. there was it a lot went of down quite a bit, quite yeah. a bit. And that was the thing. It's like I saw it. I was like, "Yeah, this sucks," but I know long term that it's going to go up from here. So right. I can't. I, I'm just going to hold tight. I'm not going to sell anything. I'm still up. Right. And fuck it. Like well, let's just see where this goes. Mm-hmm. And in fact, there's even a strategy for buying more if it goes down. Like God. doubling down, tripling it's, down. It's exactly what you should do. You just yeah. when it's lower than it previously has been, there's a good chance it'll go back up to that. If if the use of it is um, sound, which I believe it is. Mm. So Bitcoin right now is at forty eight thousand nine hundred and forty three dollars for so, one. So for one, yeah, so crazy, and it went up. Um, oh, actually, it's down from earlier in the day. It was like nine uh, nine five nine seven. I think guys forty nine seven. Jesus, 40, not forty nine five. It's ch- trying to hit that, break that fifty thousand dollar. Right? And I know, like two weeks ago, it was at like, like thirty nine, thirty eight thousand. It's been so people that put in, they at least like you know, if they put in for one, they at least got ten grand off of it just now. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, I per know. coin. It's so crazy. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, and but that's not even the thing. It's like what percent increase do you think you'll get on it? You know what I mean? Like, right. where is it going to end up? Where is being? it going to end up? So I've heard a lot of um, 
so I've heard stuff from Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett has come in and said that um, he's backing Ethereum. He thinks Ethereum will, really? will wow. perform will perform better in the long run. Yeah. But I've been hearing a lot of people saying like, yeah, Bitcoin could probably be like a hundred thousand dollars. I know per coin eventually, and something like that. Even that is kind of crazy because if you can just get one Bitcoin or a couple of them, you you would at least like like you know potentially double up. That's amazing. Yeah, and a double it's in, amazing. And in a fairly short time, that's the thing. But yeah, I mean, Ethereum is the one supposed to go up multiples. Like, multiple like, times, multiple, yeah, multiple thousands, yeah. So I think I heard one guy say it was going to go up to like 40 grand. Said, 40 grand? 40 grand. Let me go like, grab some more. I know, right? From from 3K, from, from 3K. like 32 or whatever yeah. it is. 3K, 3K is like buying wholesale. Yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, I, I was, yeah, I bought, I, dude, I bought one at $300 and I sold it. You sold it? And I sold oh, it to no. buy Bitcoin. I wish I would have kept that. That's okay. That's okay. I, I it, it, you, you can still you can always buy more. Not financial advice. <laughs> Not financial advice. So awesome. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. I don't know. It's this crazy thing. Like it, um, the regulators just recently like that was a big deal of of, of why it went up because basically even though the news wasn't great, I I saw like there were like somebody in the IRS recently said that they're not gonna go by the law mm-hmm. because they know basically there's this law saying that they were going to um, try to hold miners and um node operators and validators um uh accountable for providing 1099 forms to oh, that's people interesting. who are making money off this and a 1099 right. like but the thing is they don't know they don't who, know who the right. people are they're just processing any transactions they have no idea who <laughs> right they so, don't know if they work in or contracted to work there or anything they don't know any so like how could you ha- hold people accountable for something that they're not involved in at all mm-hmm. and, you know and so and, and that's the, the crazy part of where it shows that the government has a lot of um things to think about about how they want to regulate it i mean my thing is it's like the exchanges they're, they're supposed to have like 90 percent of the transactions that people uh buy crypto or on these exchanges right so if you have them and they're making sure that everyone has to provide their their username and or mm-hmm. their name and uh social security number and all that right then you can get a lot of tax money okay so but then that's they, all they can get honestly that's it I mean, and it also makes sense why china is like all all kicking the door with it <laughs> they just they just shut down everything i know i can't believe it i mean i don't know i'm shocked that they did that i thought that there would be more like uh I don't know. Priv- I don't want to say privy, but they would have taken nah. advantage of the, the gains more. I could, I could, I could see it a hundred percent. They, are, they always seem to be willing to completely put business, like straight business, aside so they can have that mm-hmm. that that iron grip on their people. That's true. So, which is unfortunate, but you know, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. So it's like, there's money to be made. It's like you would think they could just use that to do something for their government. They I, can. But I guess, but I guess the you know what you're right. The pull of power and having control is just more mm-hmm. important. So. Yeah, I mean, I I could totally see them making their own cryptocurrency. I mean, literally everybody's making their own cryptocurrencies. I've heard of rappers, yeah, making <laughs> cryptocurrencies. Uh, your boy Jake Paul was talking. You remember Jake Paul that yeah, yeah, yeah. with the boxer? He trying mm-hmm. to make crypto now. I think Ancoin had like Ancoin. Yeah, right, right, exactly, think, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> so is cryptocurrency the future? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I would agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's it's not just the cryptocurrency itself. It's like just exactly what you were saying. Like they're mm-hmm. doing the CBDCs, which is the central bank digital currencies. Right. Yeah, that's right. I was about to say that. The <laughs> yeah. U.S. They're trying to make one real quick too. Yeah. Within the next couple of years, apparently. And that's just like basically it's the digital version of the dollar. So they would operate on the blockchain. Right. Um, just like all the other crypto. So they would have a dollar version and then we wouldn't be using cash anymore because China doesn't use cash right no, now. Apparently. No, they don't. Oh, just, really? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I was uh, I was watching this one uh, podcast and the girl was, this lady, she she worked in, I think she was a student here um, and then she went to China 
like after uh, doing four years and she went back after being there before mm-hmm. and she was saying how like she tried to take a cab from, I don't remember where it is, but she, she was trying to take a cab from the airport to where she was going. Right. And then the cab driver, like she was trying to hand him cash and he was just like, no, I don't want that. And he just like let her go because he didn't want, he just wanted the smartphone <laughs> transaction. That's crazy. <laughs> so they, they were like, no, I don't want, like they didn't want anything to do with the cash. See, that type of thing really scares me because what if, what if like there's like some public dissidents or something? China can just, well, look, we, we turn it off the money. That's so, we, that's we, crazy. We turn it off yeah, the money, we turn it off your that. wallets, you ain't getting nothing until you go back home. Yeah. That's <laughs> that control. shit is crazy. That is control. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. is absolutely Super control. control. scary. Right. Yeah. yeah, you ain't gonna buy it and be able to buy nothing. Uh, well, about that shit. And this is that's a big, good holler too, though, because think about like now the government can see all of our purchases. Right. See, that's the other thing too. So everybody has a. I'm uh, not down with that yeah. shit. So that's you better shit. keep your dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I, yeah, I wonder like how the the public will take that. You know, that's will we have both still? Like, that's a really interesting question. I wonder how they'll handle that, or are they just gonna deal away with cash? Like, what will that be like? People are gonna be so pissed. That's such a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm keeping my money. <laughs> Carl, do you use any other forms of crypto besides Bitcoin? Yeah, there's I got a all you know, not financial advice or anything, but the right, ones right, right. that, that right, I'm right. looking at the ones that I've looked at um uh right now, the ones that I'm invested in are uh Bitcoin, Ethereum, which are like the big two. Okay. Um I got uh Aave, uh Chainlink. Chainlink. Okay. Um, there's a uh, Polygon. I have some Decentraland, Anchor Token, and Solana. Damn. Yeah, there's there's a few there that, and then I think, I think there might even be one more. Oh yeah, I got file. I got a couple of file coins. Okay. What about so, you, bro? So you- for me, I have Ethereum. I have Doge. Not many though. Um, I have a little bit of Bitcoin. And that's about it. Oh, I also have what's known as Safe Moon, which is uh-huh. that's the that's the true pump and dump. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so that one, okay. that one's weird. Safe Moon is an interesting one, but those are the ones that I have. Nice. And you, are you interested in getting any? Jobs? <laughs> I don't know. Man. You, you still don't know. We haven't convinced you. I'm saying some of this stuff sounds a little scary. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? There's too, nothing uh, wrong with it. To have to. So wait, like, is there a bare minimum like cost to buy or to purchase? It's whatever you like, want to put in. That's crazy. Yeah, so if you That's... if you wanted to put it if you wanted to put in like a hundred dollars uh-huh. and buy just a hundred dollars worth of a Bitcoin, you uh-huh. can. Damn, that's yeah. crazy. You man. can put in five bucks. You can put in five bucks. Yeah. I want five dollars of that Bitcoin. Yeah. And just watch that shit grow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean honestly, full, literally I can show you my app, even though it's not a... It's that's not the most kosher thing. See, I, that is very interesting, though, too. It's very intriguing. Can I throw it out pitch for you right now? Absolutely. I was going to say, like, I mean. I've, so if you were going to, if you were like, you know what, I just want to fuck around and see what's going on with some crypto, mm-hmm. what's a good way to do it? Mm-hmm. Um, go to Coinbase, mm-hmm. um, just open an account, right? Like, uh, have somebody send you a link or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then if you use their link, you get 10 bucks free Bitcoin. Right, mm. you get you get a hundred hundred dollars. Throw in, um, and that's how you get that. You both get the Bitcoin once you, mm. you throw in a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. I would say buy a hundred dollars of Bitcoin just straight up, right? Mm-hmm. And then what you can do is if you if you're willing to do this, mm-hmm. you put your uh, ID information in there, and then they then Coinbase opens up a bunch of um, like learnings for you where you can earn crypto by looking at this little video and taking a test on it, mm-hmm. and you can get about I think like it's like forty five bucks from doing that 
right, right there. Right, yeah. So now you would have $145. You increased your your total investment by 45%, like right off the bat like this. Right. And now you just, just with all those things, you can play around with it. Like maybe turn that $40 of crypto into uh, Ethereum and just hold it and watch like Bitcoin and Ethereum. Yeah, watch you, them play off of each other. Yeah, and then yeah. That's and just, just let it go. Yeah, I just wanted to show you that right there because it shows that I own point zero zero five of mm-hmm. Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And I put in like $100. And you can see it's almost, it shows that the equity is almost at $300 mm-hmm. from wherever awesome. I bought it. So it, it just went up that much. And so that's, that's what some people do. Like, you know, people like us that don't have that much. We're not like crazy balling or anything. Right. Mm-hmm. You could take $100 or $500 or even 1000 put it in, let it grow a little bit, take it out, put it into something else that's that's growing. That's uh, that's like making like short-term plays. You know, they mm-hmm. uh, if it was stocks, they would call it day trading because mm-hmm. you're buying at this time and you're mm-hmm. selling it like a day later. Hmm. And some people do that. Some mm-hmm. people, they literally say, hey, I just want to make $500 a day. Or five hundred dollars a week, or thousand dollars a week. When when um when Bitcoin is or any crypto is moving, it's so volatile that if you know the right play to make, or if you have a good guess, mm-hmm. you can put in and you can make your profit and then do it tomorrow. Because mm-hmm. unlike stocks, you can trade Bitcoin or any crypto any time of the day that you want. Yep. Damn, what yeah. Damn, about it. See, like that sounds yeah. exciting, but like I said, also a little uh. Anxiety. Anxiety, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've, it, it's like the chase, you know what right. I'm saying? Chase always to... Chasing that, that price. Yeah. You can do that. But network didn't just like, if you, if you, do you sound like the best thing for you to do? If you really, just, just to play and still make money is just buy that shit and mm-hmm. just let it sit there for like a year. Right. And see where you're at. And then see if you thought you did good with like that much money. And then, mm-hmm. and then it just builds your confidence a little bit. And along the way, you may like, might be like, holy fuck, I can't believe it just still went up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like, can you imagine the people that were putting in, like, even, like, when, I remember when Bitcoin, I would just look at it in passing that Bitcoin's, like, $1,000. I'm like, what the fuck are these motherfuckers putting putting yeah. in so much money into Bitcoin? It's $1,000, y'all buying this currency? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. those people that put in, like, now right. it's, like, 40 grand. I, it, it reached, like, the height of, like, 70. It was 64. Just 64, sorry. So, no, so even 64 is crazy. Yeah. So imagine some people, they put in, they fully believed in it when it was like 500, yeah. you know what I mean? And they held on to so many. I remember even way, way back when uh, Bitcoin was useless, there was one guy that um, he bought a, a, a pizza with mm-hmm. Bitcoin. He spent like maybe like 10 or 20,000 Bitcoin mm-hmm. on that pizza at the time. You know what I mean? And there were people that were interviewing. They were like, how did you feel? You spent the the equivalent of what would be known now as yeah. such and such millions of dollars on that pizza. How do you feel? And he's like, oh, well, you know, it, it was a thing. That was the price at the time. I'm like, I would, I would be <laughs> killing myself. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, it's a legendary story for That's sure. That's crazy. Yeah. Forget out, get out of here. I killed myself already. I'm glad that guy didn't take it too hard. That no, he did, he did not. He was like, eh, well, that's the price at the time. It's, yeah. It is what it is. So is there like a spot, like if, if you, like if it hit a certain number like and you were at like a, a nice chunk of change and then you were like alright let me is there a way to like take some of that or to cash out some of that or? right yeah there is so and this this is part of you know what I've been thinking about I'm, and I'm flip flopping on it I gotta be honest so it's what do you think is gonna happen right are we gonna have another 50% drop mm-hmm. cause if we are 
then it maybe does make sense to like take a little bit off there, like get some profits in there. Oh, of mm-hmm. course. And then at, when it drops again, now you're holding on to some profits right. and you can dump it right in there. Like yeah, you can buy, throw, buy back in, buy yeah. back in. Yeah. I'm thinking like maybe I throw some of that, those dollars into like, I'll buy some, like, I don't know, like a die or Gemini mm-hmm. um, coin or something like that mm-hmm. or Voyager or something. Something smaller. So, and then just like, and those have a high yield, so they're earning 7%. Mm-hmm. And now I just hold on to it, wait for a few months to pass. Mm-hmm. And then when Bitcoin drops down or some of the other cryptos I like, whether it be Ethereum, whatever, I'll turn that money that I've profited into more of that with the understanding that over time it's going to go up. And this was a large dip. Okay. And I was able to get access to money I didn't have before in a volume I didn't have before because I took a little bit off the table. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, it's, if think about this, like if Ethereum goes up to 40 grand, right. And I sell like, and I sell like half of an Ethereum coin, that's right. like 20 grand. Right. And then taxes come out. Maybe I'm, I'm losing half of that or, or 20% or whatever it is for short, for long term. Um, then, okay, fine. That's, that's still, uh, still a profit. Still a profit. I think it's like, like $16,000 that I would have left over now, to I got throw the, in. I got that extra question on top of that. When I know that a lot of, uh, the cryptocurrencies, they move literally with Bitcoin. If Bitcoin is tanking, every, almost everything else is tanking mm-hmm. like in price. And yeah. if Bitcoin goes up, almost everything else is going up in tandem. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that's not a like a real like dangerous situation to be in for the other coins, not for Bitcoin? Yes, I do, and it showed. That's what happened when there was all that leverage. But it is like, like who are the players? Right. You know, who was in there? If it's people who are gambling in mass because they see an opportunity, like mm-hmm. what would happen? And that's what happened in China and some of these uh, decentralized exchanges or and, and some of the exchanges, you know, they're offering a hundred times leverage. Right. Jesus. And if if you go down, if the, if the big boys drop, you know, are trying to tank the market so that they, you know, because that's what happens. Hedge funds buy in. They're like, they play this game where they have a, a bunch of it. They go out to the Hamptons and they bullshit with their friends and they're like, hey, let's all sell Bitcoin and then rebuy it. After and rebuy we, it. We wipe after out all takes. these motherfuckers. Wow. You know? That's crazy. And, and that's what happened. A lot of people were high leverage. They got wiped. They lost fortunes. And, you know, like uh, we had to reaccumulate with all that leverage out of the market. That's what, you know, I've, I've from watching a bunch of different people, that's kind of been consistent with what they said has happened. Mm-hmm. And again, like just buying, like you were saying before, buying through that is smart because then you're just getting a better price on it. Right. So, so would you, would you, would you, in order to like just tell new people about Bitcoin or crypto, would you, uh, tell them or let me re- let me rephrase it mm-hmm. would you recommend to them to make a longer play because there are people in the Hamptons that's bullshitting and, yes. and wiping people out in the well, short term th- that's what I'm doing okay you know I, I think I'm, I'm gonna make trades probably at some point it, I'm not sure I'm fluctuating between like I'm I'm thinking to myself maybe I do not sell any Bitcoin okay you know what I mean? It's a long play. It's a long play. Like, let's not mess with it. You know, I, I'll just add to my stack. Could I potentially get more from selling and rebuying? Yes. Do I have enough of it where I feel comfortable losing some? Is the real question? No, mm. no, I don't. Mm. So, like, I'm as you know, I'm fav- I'm erring towards being conservative with that stack. Okay. Are, are there other things that I may play around with because I, you know, want, I still want to try and make mistakes and learn? Mm. Yes. Mm. You know, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to. I'm, but I haven't quite. Uh, figured out yet what it is. There's some plays that seem really appealing to me and have a lot, seem like they're going to have a lot of long term and the truth of value. And the truth is, it, we kind of are, or at least me, I'm, I want to see what happens with institutional adoption because the the likelihood that once bigger institutions get in, that they don't sell and they have a long term view and of it. 
uh, that's going to keep the price at a higher level. Right. So like maybe the play is not to sell because, or for some of them at least, because you just know you risk with short-term gain, uh, you risk the long-term value of what you already have hmm. and you can already stack. And if you have lesser, um, you know, lesser coins that you can do flip like into profits, then mm-hmm. now I'm just filtering them in into those, you know, cause I was, I was even, like I said, I was actually considering like, maybe I'll sell some Ethereum, but now I'm like, maybe I shouldn't, maybe you shouldn't, maybe right. I shouldn't do that. Like right. that doesn't say that might not be a smart idea. Maybe I should be stacking Ethereum. It's like Bitcoin right. and all these other coins. We'll see. All right. Well, we're going to be wrapping it up here shortly. Cool. Any All last right. any last questions? Any uh, last thoughts? Well, my final thought is that uh, crypto crypto is pretty amazing. Um, I would say, as as in investing with anything, try to get into it without emotion. Mm-hmm. You know, like when it goes when it goes red, it's gonna happen. So mm-hmm. when it goes green, you know, take profit wherever you think is comfortable, but don't ride the train all the way. Sometimes, <laughs> uh, or ride the train if it's like Bitcoin. <laughs> Not financial advice, but right, this right, is right, what right. I would personally do. Right. Yeah. Same so, here. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I, and I, I, you know, I think uh, I just feel blessed to have this opportunity out there. And my thing is like, I, I think it's important to help certain people understand the opportunities that they have. So it's fun to talk about. Mm-hmm. So thanks for having me guys. Yeah, yeah Absolutely, bro. We, we greatly appreciate you agreeing yes, to come on. It's all relative, you know? <laughs> uh, is there anything or anyone you'd like to shout out or plug? Yeah, I have basically have to. Like I, the this opportunity that I have, I, all the influences that I've had and that the people that I listen to for some information have helped me develop um, just my thought around uh, cryptocurrency. People who I listen to all the time, I just want to give um, them their, their shout out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, bless them up. <clears throat> for sure. So I would say Michael Saylor. Uh, Raul Powell, um, yeah, Michael Seller is a, a CEO of uh, MicroStrategy. Raul Powell is the CEO of Real Vision. Uh, Anthony Pompliano on Palm Podcast. Uh, James from Invest Answers. That guy is amazing. Okay. Uh, the Modern Investor is, is one of my favorite people to listen to on crypto. Super fun. And, and it's all on uh, YouTube? It's all on YouTube. And then uh, the Crypto Lark. Those are the, the guys I listen to the most consistently. And I got to give them a shout out. Thank you. Nice. You're welcome. <laughs> Not a problem. You have any uh, social media platforms? Yeah, I'm, I'm on Twitter. Um, at Carl Vittori and then um, I'm on oh, LinkedIn also mm-hmm. find me there as well or on LinkedIn yeah. got you uh, if you want later on we'll put all of that information in on we'll plug it in under the description and everything cool thanks man yeah no problem alright you want to hit them with your social yep so uh, for Twitter it's Retro Show R-E-T-R-O-S-H-O you see the Kermit you know is me same for YouTube now, but now it's in reverse. It's show retro. So if you plug at the end of that channel, you it will take you to the link where it shows the same Kermit. And I am actually doing retro video games, how-to guides, the setup guides. I'm going to be doing a lot of retrospectives. So we're marching on to the 500 subs, and it's feeling great. Nice. Yep. You guys can always find me at so Josh good. underscore Toth3. That's my Instagram. My Facebook is Joshua Toth. Uh, we want to quickly shout out our editor, Y.O., a.k.a. Jackson Wallace. Shout outs to that, Jackson. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate the work you put in on every episode, bro. Yes, sir. Also, big shout out to Stellar Sound and Media. If you are looking for studio time or need a high quality video done, contact Stellar Sound and Media at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also want to give a special shout out to all our day warners. To all of you who have supported us and shown love across the U.S. 
and in the many different countries across the world. We see you and we love you. Amen. Uh, message option on Anchor. So for that message option on Anchor, you can actually message in with a voice message. Whether you want to shout us out, ask us questions, you know, tell us fuck you. We will respond in on our next episode. We will literally play the message and we will respond back or we'll we'll say thank you. We'll say fuck you back. You know, we may not say that, but we will respond. And you can just go in on every episode. You can hit the message option. You can leave that little voicemail, that voice message. Make it about 20 seconds, 30 seconds or so. Perfect. And we will respond. So get on that message. Yeah, use the message option. Please. And we also want to remind you guys to please find us on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, YouTube, Google, and Twitter. God bless. And that's at at IAR Podcast. Yes, sir. And by using the platform of your choice, please subscribe, follow, share, comment, leave a quick review and a five-star rating on the Apple page. And shout-outs to everyone that has left the five-star ratings. (laughs) Absolutely. We really appreciate those. They uh, they definitely help out the podcast, so that's why we try to push it every episode. So please, if you listen to it, listen to the podcast through Apple, please hit that five-star rating. Please. Um. One last thing before we dip, uh, I just want to mention that uh, my oldest is a few days away from leaving for college. God bless him. Yeah, so... uh, He's on that journey. (laughs) Yeah, I just want him to know that, uh, you know, I'm super proud of him, and I know he's going to do well and hold it down up there. Yeah, he got it. So, uh, we love you, babe. But, uh, all right, my man, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Great job. Carl, thanks again. Thanks for having me. So fun. Yeah. All right, everybody, stay safe, stay kind, stay proud and powerful, and we'll see everyone soon. Peace. Peace. Peace.